Welcome back to another Team Voices podcast. In this episode, we meet Josh of Crunch Gaming. Hey. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Josh. I'm the CEO of Crunch Gaming. Currently studying computer science, third year. Um, I've been I've been doing some esports stuff, um, you know, in Valorant, working in NA, Europe, Asia. Um, pretty excited to be here. Um, pretty great, yeah. Amazing. And tell us, how did you get into gaming? Um, yeah, it was actually really wild. I did digital marketing and stuff for content creators and a couple of businesses. And that's kind of when I made the hop over to esports because there's a lot of overlap there. There's a lot of people mm. in esports who don't know how to manage their social media. And that's where I got some clients who were like, hey, Josh, I have a team. Can you help us promote ourselves on this platform? And then that's when I got into the scene. A couple of my friends were like playing the game, like, hey, join our team, help us with some of the social media there, help us, you know, play on one of the teams. Yep. And from there, it was just history. I kind of stepped out of being a player. I mainly got into like the management and running the team role, but that's kind of how I got in the digital marketing and some of the people who mm. I know were, you know, making teams and participating in them. Wait, so you said you were a player at one point. Oh yeah. Terrible. I don't have a VLR. Oh. I don't got a rib. I don't want <laughs> to have nothing. Was this Valorant? Nothing to show for it. Valorant. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you started, did you start in the beta for Valorant? No, no, no. I wasn't. I didn't get in that early. I think I got in twenty twenty one. Close up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the beta dropped, I got a got a chance to play. Um, I didn't really take the chance to start my team until later on in like twenty twenty two. That's when I really started getting into management. Yep. That's when I really started, you know, hitting my stride there. But twenty twenty one, I was like played the game and like I don't really get the hype for this. Dude, it's kind of cool. I mean, but like. Oh, no, this is like CSGO with extra steps. <laughs> I do um, I do really like the whole concept of Valorant, to be honest, in my opinion. It's one of those mm-hmm. games where it's a really colorful version of CSGO. And I, yeah. I, I get really bored of like looking at CSGO. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sure, it, you may get more FPS on CSGO, but the thing is about Valorant is you look at it, what's it called? And it's one of those bare bones games you're not gonna get sick of yeah. looking at. Yeah. It's um. Have you ever played the game um Super Hot? Have you heard? Oh of yeah, I least? played Super Hot. Mm. Yeah, I love that game. It's such a good game, but like it doesn't like those games. Right, the graphics aren't super realistic, but the graphics feel good. You know, it feels good to look at. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think I started to like Valorant a lot more. Um, when I started managing stuff, and I started to have mm. um. I think later in the season, the game got a little more polished. The graphics started to look better. Um, some of the skins and stuff looked dope. Some of the new agents they had looked dope. And it just overall was a lot like, more interesting of an experience. On the onset, it was like, oh, this is just, you know, this is extra to see us go, but like more. But then after I realized, oh, yeah, no, I got a chance to got a chance to feel around a bit more. got a chance to realize, oh, this game has a lot to offer. Yeah. And the competitive scene here is probably the best, like... I don't know, there's not really too many contenders for esports that are beating out Valorant right now, you know? True. I don't think there's many. I think they've kind of, like, I don't think they've overtaken CSGO, but I think they're on the road to overtaking CSGO. I think I think they already have in terms of reach and in terms of the amount of people who are getting in here, the amount of interest mm-hmm. and the amount of, like, attention on it. I could go around and I could, like, you know, 
say, hey, guys, I'm feeling like tens right now. And be like, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> and then I'll, and I'll say, yo, name three CSGO players. Shoot. And then the person's like, like that, that's kind of, that's every reaction <laughs> I've ever gotten. Uh, CSGO 2 was probably the most rushed and failed execution True. of a remake I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Overwatch 2 barely beats it out, but Overwatch 2 was so it's like CSGO mm-hmm. 2 was the, was supposed to be the remake. It was supposed to be bringing more attention to CSGO, but in un- yeah. unironically it murdered so much people's like care and like, you know, overall interest in the game. Yeah, that makes sense. The thing is, yeah, the thing is about CS2 is it was just CSGO with better graphics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's like having like an old like car from like the 80s or something. Sure, it's a, it's an old like car, yeah. But just because you paint it by it doesn't mean everyone's going to buy it. You know, it's like. Oh, yeah. I think it's partly like they, they, they got rid of a lot of the aspects of CSGO that people liked. And it's almost a little bit of nostalgia. Like that 80s. That car you got mm. from the 80s, they're like, yo, it's old. It, there's so many newer models with better specs and better everything here. But it's still your, yo, your family car. Your, your, it was your dad's car or, you know, your great-granddad. You have a sentimental yeah. connection to it, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I think there's a lot of stuff around the CSGO 2 release we could definitely talk about there. But mm. as a Valorant man myself, I don't have too <laughs> much expertise that fair. in that aspect. But yeah. Um, overall, I guess um, I've always saw esports as just um, a unique landscape. We have people mm-hmm. who are spending just as much time as a lot of professional players, but with like none of the recognition, maybe a quarter of the recognition. No one's True. really paying attention to them. You're not really. You we've never had like a sport like this where for the population can't even grasp it, mm-hmm. and so we're sitting on the edge of something unique. But instead of, you know, pushing forward and doing something, like, interesting with it, we're just seeing people, you know, sit around and, like, we're seeing video game companies just put on their tournaments and just call it a day when, you know, this could be the next FIFA. This could be the next NFL. And, you know, there's a lot of people in across the world who would be interested in getting into it, but we're not seeing that yet. So, I don't know. I wanted to see if I could, you know, bring some ideas mm. and hopefully get us there. I would imagine I'm going to be looked at as, like, the founder of, like, modern esports or some great founder of cool. some mm. per- person who pushed the needle. But I want to be a part of the process there, you know? I want to be a part of there. Yeah. I want to be able to look back and be like, hey, I helped out there. That was my project mm. right there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We are seeing a lot of um, football teams get more into esports, especially the Valorant scene. We've got we've got Swansea um, FC Football Club. They've recently made a Valorant team. Um, I recently got one of their players as well to join the team. So wow! <laughs> but yeah, and what's it called? There's a Barcelona team out now um, in Valorant, which is impressive because these are big teams that are getting like Guild as well. That was David Beckham's team, which is a huge football player. Um, from the yeah. UK, so we we are starting to see like people start to respect esports more because you know back then people used to say, "Ah, oh, it's just people play video games," you know. Oh, I could mm-hmm. be good at that as well, but I'm just a news person. It's like, oh, what's it called? It's like when I kid beat Tetris, you know, and yeah, yeah, they were yeah. mocking oh, it. I was the like, news, the oh, news, I was like, man. so I was so pressed, man. I was so pressed. 
No, I don't know. I've never gotten pissed about people like or like old people mm. talking about video games. So it's like whatever at this point, you know. Yeah. I've heard, yeah. Like the I've heard the yo go outside get a real job. Mm. I've heard all of that before, but that one was just like, dog, that kid made <laughs> history. Like Literally. what? That has be- beaten no in thirty one, years. No one. Thirty years of gaming right here, and you're just like, so we hope this kid goes and touches some grass and like. <laughs> woman this person's gonna have like a like a, a plaque in the gaming hall of fame you won't yeah. you will a- exit this news broadcast <laughs> and no one will hear about her name again <laughs> honestly <laughs> it's true it's true you're spitting facts yeah yeah but honestly i think one of the biggest um i guess changes in how gaming and esports mm. as a whole needs to operate um, it needs to be more focused on the competitions and less of just the developer's marketing budget. Um, yeah. As I think that when we get to a point where we see massive tournaments um, like that are just, okay, cool, this is, this is bigger than Valorant, I think that's when we're going to get to a point where we can, mm. like, you know, esports going to be more respected. Because right now, if Valorant wanted to, they could just cut their budget for VCT and that would be it. No one cares. Like that's it. It's just their marketing budget. It's just a number yep. on the line. It's a number on the screen for them. We had um, was like high... we had Superdome in Egypt, which was quite a big tournament. I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. like 180 million or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, we get more of those events running frequently. Yeah. We get more of those happening mm. consistently, and we get bodies and corporations and organizations above yeah. these game studios that are running mm-hmm. these tournaments, it means that it's no longer like the game company having a monopoly on that. It's more, yeah, it's more exactly. interesting. Like, like for example, FIFA doesn't own soccer. And true. if they did, it'd be stupid. It'll be dumb. Mm. It'll be like, imagine they could crush all their competition because they could just say, well, you know, they're getting too big. Uh, you can't use soccer anymore because yeah. we own the rights of that. Um, that's kind of why we want to have like some esports governing bodies, some you know, esports um, championships and tournaments that you know are above just individual games. To where the point where it's like, hey, if Valorant said, hey, you know mm. what, we don't want to let this massive tournament run in our game, it'd be a loss to them, and they'd have to yep. accept that there's going to be people who are operating things in their game that they might not be cool with. And I don't know, because like right now, if I, I'm not sure if you've heard like they have they have a lot of strict rules over how tournaments can operate in Valorant. There's, like, there's a lot of regulations. Prize, yeah, 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 I don't like prize it. Pool limit, prize pool the limits, sponsor limits. Limit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I hate it. I think in, until we get to a point where we have some massive mm. orgs that are almost bigger than Valorant, I think that's what we're going to start to see. They'll be able to put yep. pressure and say, "Hey, well, we're going to run this whether you want it to or not," and. Yeah, do you wanna do you wanna be our third game, or we can just switch you out, switch you out with CS:GO if you're gonna keep making a fuss about this? <laughs> like CS, this is why CS:GO is so much better. They got esports betting. They've got crypto mm-hmm. to support them. Like all these mm-hmm. like big companies that want to invest in Valorant, they can't because Riot doesn't let them. If they let them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Valorant would be worth way more. Like way more. Oh yeah. Like I never yeah, understand yeah. why Valorant's like hiding it because. I think the most you can sponsor with your like team nowadays in like community tournaments is like mm-hmm. an energy drink sponsor, and that's it, really. Like if you look at the community yeah, tournament yeah. like rules, it's like I never understand mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
don't know. I don't really support gambling. I don't really like crypto too mm. much. But if they're going to be throwing money into esports, why not? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would never, like, we personally, Crunch has never taken a crypto sponsor because I'm like, mm. I don't like scamming people. I don't support NFTs and that stuff. But there's a lot of players out there that want to make a living off of this. There's a lot of players who want to, you know, potentially do yep. this full time and have it. And regardless of like you know maybe i don't like gambling personally but hey if mm. a gambling sponsor wants to throw 10 million dollars into esports why yeah. is riot stopping that that's 10 million dollars to players to casters to managers to coaches mm. to the entire scene it means people are going to be able to actually make something out of this and when there's more money in the scene it means that we can start to you know start to get more than just those simple riot backed uh, right back tournaments that don't really care yep. about like the rest of the scene but yeah i guess that's my take um mm. i'm really i'm kind of i think it's going to change i think riot's going to start to realize that they're losing out and the scene is losing out yeah uh, but i can't even complain too much because they're currently doing better than most of these other companies when it this comes is to true esports out. yeah they, they do have a passion for the competitive scene and you can see that when the game was actually first released like yeah, they've yeah. been on a mission to like actually make it so that it's about because there's a lot of games like who will like like I think it was Epic Games as well that didn't care about their scene and it was so and the same for EA yeah. with Apex. But it's nice to see a game yeah. that does care in like, like oh and they, they have the money as well, so they're not being greedy. But the sad thing is about the tier two and the tier three scene. I know you're quite passionate about that scene. So tell us a bit more about Crunch Gaming and how you started it. Yeah, yeah. I guess Crunch Gaming is something that it was very interesting because Crunch Gaming is a little bit of a community, is a little bit of an org. Um, for I think a month or so, two months. Um, mm -hmm. I worked with a couple companies. I did a couple of partnerships. Nothing really. Yep. Crunch didn't really start then. But then January, January, I would call it late December, January. So I really said, okay, you know what? When I'm moving to tournaments. And I'm going to host them better than anyone else is hosting them right now. And then that's what we did. We started hosting them weekly. I think we grew, um, I don't even know. That's It was a ridiculous number. Then we started at 300 people. And then by February, we're at like 1,000. And then like 2,000. And then now I think we're at like 3, 4K. I don't mm. even know. I'll stop counting. <laughs> but we were the fastest growing TO in the scene. We had a lot of people who were, you know, genuinely uninterested in what esports was doing right now coming in like wow this is a lot of interesting stuff there there's a lot of these tournaments we haven't seen before we were running diamond and unders we were running ascendant and unders we were running all ranks tournaments we had our, our first a thousand dollar tournament i believe it was in march uh no it was in february it was late february put that on there um i don't think it got out of vlr but it got on rib and um spike and then we kind of went from there we kept hosting we got into battlefy we hosted another $1,000 tournament, um, brought in more Tier 3 teams. We kept hosting those mm. events over and over again. We spent it to Europe, Asia, um, on our way to Latin America. And we just That's crazy. kind of expanding really Latin quickly. America as well. When's this yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I could give you time. We originally had the plans mm. to start the um, journey there in 2023. Yep. And then as we expanded, it was like, oh, hold on. The language barrier is different. I think in, in Asia, yeah. I can get away with speaking English exclusively. My staff speaks, obviously speaks Hindi as well, because that's like mm. the second most popular language in the region. It's pretty convenient for talking with teams. Yep. 
but in Latin America, the so many people I talk to them, hey, what's up going on? Uh, they like no English, and I'm like, okay, well, great, that's that's fun, that's awesome. <laughs> so recruiting Spanish staff has been a lot more difficult than mm. we thought. And the funny thing is, that's that's just half of the region. The other half in Brazil speaks Portuguese, and so it's like yeah, recruiting staff and moving things there has been difficult. Um, mm -hmm. I've been having to bring up bring up casters who also speak Spanish, getting observers, and building up that team has taken a lot longer than I thought. Right now, yeah. we're looking at February. Um, it all depends on kind of the demand there. I know there's a lot of people in that scene who want to play in tournaments and they want to enjoy stuff. We've been partnering with some teams in the region to kind of start to mm. figure out, oh, what's the standards, what's the rule sets, what we need to know. But once we get, I think, you know, once we get there, it's going to be kind of dope. We're going to be in four different regions once once we hit yep. i think once we finish and once we get to uh brazil i think we'll be in the i think we'll be hosting tournaments in the most regions out of all these different Ooh, deals wow with. i don't know one esports has the title right now i think they're in they're in asia north america i think they're in mm. um they're in a third now i think they're in brazil no not brazil latin america so they got three we're tied with them right now but once we get once we get once we get to five, I think we'll be you know we'll take the title, the international PO. That's <laughs> <laughs> the goal. So you basically want to be a worldwide tournament organizer. That sounds really impressive. Um, you better go get on um, Duolingo then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I have to. I mean, I've been getting lucky. I've met a lot of talented mm. uh, people who speak English. But I know at some point I'm gonna be like limited by the fact that I only speak English. I only like most of my directors only speak English. And yeah. So I've been I've been learning Spanish, been you know starting to work on mm. that because I imagine that's gonna be uh, like even in Europe too. Like I imagine like it's gonna be pretty useful to have that on my belt. Um, yeah. I'm I'm hoping that I can keep the majority of people in my company English speaking just for I can so just so meetings work easier. But mm. I imagine that. Getting the getting the experience of the yep. languages wouldn't hurt, you know. True, it is the most it is the second most spoken language in the world, so yeah, it's always yeah, good yeah. to know. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I'm trying to learn it myself, so yeah. But yeah, it's um. So you want to become a worldwide company, but may I ask, why not focus on just a few regions? The biggest reason we want to focus on all these different regions is because. It gives us a chance to, you know, make, I guess, take this bigger, make something bigger than just what, like, what's going on in one region right mm. now. Um, because a lot of what TOs do is, you know, they'll get in NA or they'll get in Europe and then they'll camp. They won't do anything new. They'll sit on their ass and just host their weekly or monthly events and then just sit there. We kind of have the opportunity now to put on international competitions. We have the opportunity now to bring in the winners from all across the world and have these, like, you know, have them compete against each other. There's yeah. A lot of companies who want to do big things in esports, but don't have the apparatus or ability to do that outside of Riot. And once we become an international TO, we're able to go to someone like, hypothetically, Intel and say, hey, you want to mm. put on a worldwide competition? We can host new qualifiers in any region, any language, all of this broadcast in Ooh. any language uh, at any time. Tournaments going on at any time. We have partners across the world. Let's make this happen. It's a lot a lot bigger pitch than me than saying, hey, I'm the biggest TO in uh, 
not even the biggest. I'm the second biggest TO in North America was Deucelin. And that just sounds a lot mm. less impressive to me. Because we could definitely double down on the North American tier three scene. We could definitely just yep. say, hey, you know what? We'll shift all the marbles and do it. We'll just, mm. we'll just take over and go. But I don't know. I think there's like there's something bigger that we could do. And I think once we get to once we get to some of our other games we want to hit as well, the idea yep. of being an international multi-game TO, it just feels like the way we can start to move the scene forward. And, you know, bring a lot of people into the esports that wouldn't be, you know, getting into it otherwise. Mm. And since you want to become a worldwide tournament organizer as well, um, what about other games? Yeah, yeah. I think um, okay. in terms of other games, Apex, League of Legends, uh, the finals. Um, what was the last one we were thinking CSGO? about? CSGO? No, that's a funny thing too. We were considering oh, okay. it, but it was like unanimously like, yo, CSGO kind of mid. We don't... <laughs> 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 I was... CSGO is pretty good, but I don't know. I think mm. CSGO is on its way out. Um, and I don't really like Ooh. to hop on dying ships, you know, sinking mm. ships. Not really fan to hop onto yeah. that. Uh, I think Apex is in the same category. I don't think Apex is doing that good either. Um, I think they're all on the downward trend. But I think that they're going to be they're a little bit more unique in, than CSGO, I guess. Yeah. CSGO, every CSGO player can just hop into Valor right now and know mm. what they're doing. Like they could, they could easily. Yeah. Like, uh, if you're a top player in CS:GO, you're an immortal in Valorant, no sweat. But mm. Apex is unique in the sense that the only other game that offers a similar experience is Fortnite, and and it's not the same. Are, yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. It's just they're just both battle royales. Mm. Um, and so with Apex being unique and not really like interesting, a unique concept, we're kind of thinking, hey, nope. if we're gonna pick an esport to get into, let's hit Apex so that we can have kind of mm. offer something to all these different players. Um, Rocket League is what we're considering, but Rocket League's TO policies are ridiculous. I thought Valorant was bad. You can't offer oh, entry fees on Rocket League events like at all. I'm pretty sure there's like um, oh my, I think there's like some rules about whether you can collaborate with teams or not. Pretty sure you have to make the sign. Like I don't even think you could host invitationals. I think like there's 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 some stupid stuff. I can't even. I think we looked at the rule book. And then we unanimously were like, yeah, this is dumb. We're not going to do this. I think if we're going to come into Rocket League, it'd be after we've got into League of Legends and Apex. Mm. Um, because um, when it comes to talking about the rules, we don't really have any influence in Rocket League right now. And we don't really have, in terms yep. of compared to a lot of the other TOs, we don't have too much influence um, like compared to them. And so if we were to go to um, friggin' Epic and say, hey, can we get this rule changed? They wouldn't care. If, however, comma, if twenty twenty five we came back around, let's say now we're international, we're on these different games, mm. and we come back to uh, Epic and say, "Hey, we're gonna put on this event. Um, it's not gonna be within this rule. Can we get an exception?" Much more likely. To yeah, true. Mm. Mm -hmm. They don't really care about some smaller TO. That's what Epic exactly, games are like, yeah. sadly. Yeah, I do agree with you on the Apex part as well. Um, I do think Apex is one of those games. But I don't think it will ever die, really. And the main reason mm. I see that as a game that won't die is because it's it's always dying and then going back up, you know? Mm. It's one of those games that will never, like, be the most the best game in the world. But it's one of those games that will, like, plateau. Yeah. It will have a solid, like, fan base. 
But yeah. yeah, I don't think Apex will ever die. Hey, that's a bold claim. I mean, six mm. years, six years it's been around now. Six, 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 seven. Um, yeah, it's been it's been around. It's been doing all right. I mean, I don't think that if Apex were to die, there'd be a huge splash as a thing. I don't think like if let's say CS:GO collapsed, that there's millions of dollars in CS:GO right now. True. Like like there's yep. like Face It, ESL, massive organizations in CS:GO. Mm. I think CS:GO's got a solid five years on it left, a minimum, but easily could yep. go with a decade. Um, Apex, I think Apex will. It could last longer. It could outlast it. Mm. I think it's gonna last longer, but then like it's gonna be a little less significant. You know, it. Like it's yep. gonna be when it's its last its last leg isn't gonna be like um what's it called? Uh EA doing something stupid and then everyone leaving. Mm. Its last leg is gonna be, well, oh you heard of Apex? Oh I haven't played that game in like five years, man. Like that's yeah. that, that kind of yeah. <laughs> like I think CSGO is gonna get like blown up by <laughs> like like Valve. They're gonna do something dumb. They're gonna do something dumb, piss all the pros off when they're hopping about. I gonna <laughs> make a prediction. And they're gonna like mess. They're finally gonna piss the community off too much, and they're gonna be like, you know, I'm done with this. I'm hopping over to another game that has an esport that people care about. You know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like though the thing is about CS:GO, it's like the chess of esports, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the, one of the grandfathers of esports games. But I don't think it can yeah. be killed off. I really mm-hmm. don't. It's like it's too sentimental of people, and people are too used to like the whole game style. There's a lot of pros that didn't switch to um. Did switch to Valorant's, mm-hmm. so it's still got a huge scene. I don't think I feel like a lot, a big thing about Valorant that you know pulls people away from like moving to the game mm-hmm. is the abilities. So yeah, yeah, I think people want just precise gunplay because you know in Valorant, of course, abilities don't kill. But yeah, yeah, no, they, <laughs> they don't kill at all. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the party. <laughs> 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 I can't believe they said that. Like it was like, was, oh yeah. Mm. They're trying to appeal to CS:GO players with that. They're trying to be like, True. oh yeah, don't worry. There is precise gunplay in here, and then you get blown up by rays with two grenades. That was what were they thinking? That was that mm, was the dumbest. That was not the tweet. The dumbest point in time I think in Valorant history. But um, oh no, the reason I don't see CS:GO um. I guess having the longest, the longest term success, I can see it as a game. I don't see yep. it like dying. Like as a game, as an esport, I see it kind of fading a bit, especially because mm-hmm. the new generation coming up, they're not, they're not seeing the CS:GO. They're not going and being like, "Oh, look okay, at this game yeah, with true. pretty dusty mm, graphics here." Yeah, let me hop into this. People are you know say, "Hey, wow, look at these flashy Fortnite." I'm gonna look at this build montage here of this kid spitting his controller over <laughs> and over again. I love that. The the interest and wider public care about the mm. game is gonna fade. Uh, I think the game yep. itself will last until whoever is playing the game dies. I think we're gonna see mm. 50 years from later. You're gonna be like, Grandpa, what's this game on your computer? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that, that video, man. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, nah, um, CSGO is kind of be CSGO is going to kind of last a while, mm. as you said, because I mean, a lot, of, it's, a lot of sentimental value is one of the grand partners yep. of esports. But the investment, the public interest, it's going to move. And I think Valorant is going to take it. 
especially because you know in terms of competitive tactical yep. shooters there's no other competition right now mm. actually i didn't want to ask you have you heard about the finals what do you kind of think about that the finals of oh the finals like the game the game called the Finals. oh i've never heard of finals no i think oh, i have oh you have oh my gosh oh really? no yeah, it's been... <laughs> It's making the rounds. That's why I said, yeah, it's one of the games we're moving into. They recently, um, they finished their beta a couple months back, and mm. they full launched in, uh, in December. And it's just been getting uh, acclaim everywhere. It was called the Apex Killer. Full statement. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been making the rounds in NA a lot. Um, a lot of the companies I'm talking to, um, not companies, organizations I've been talking to have been considering getting into it. Um, yeah, got a couple of, a couple of new partners. I can't wait to announce there, but uh, it's a it's a game you should definitely check out. It has like it's like um, if COD and Overwatch had a baby, and then the entire terrain was just destructible. It's like what Rainbow Six wishes it could be. Um, <laughs> oh wow, uh, it sounds yeah, kind of, it kind of sounds like Fortnite a bit. It, a it's a, it's uh, the only thing is that you can't build. There's no building. Yeah. at all. Yeah, so it's like. It's um I guess I I can see the kind of comparison to Fortnite, but the mm. gunplay is so different. Okay. Like, and I play, I shoot the guns. It's like it's not old COD, but it's like more new mm. COD. Um, I had an old COD player I was talking to. I said, like, "This is like COD." He he almost beat me up because like this is <laughs> the COD I grew up with. <laughs> no, and I'm like <laughs> I'm like okay okay calm down. <laughs> talking about the COD released this decade, old man. But. <laughs> But yeah, so mm. yeah, that's kind of the games we're looking at right now. Um, genuinely, could change. I could easily see some other games popping up some more. Yeah, um, and we're not really constrained. We're not like this isn't like an emotional connection to any of those uh, three other games. Valorant is the game we've always started mm. with, so we'll forever have a kind of start there and kind of like. I got a question. I care about the game. Yeah. So, that being said, what things do you reckon Valorant will do? to um become top one. What do you reckon are the key things Valorant could do to become top one? Well, I don't scene. think... I think if Valorant continues with the path of franchising it chose, I think it's going to be difficult to get to the top one spot. True. Um, I mean, I think it can be possible, but it's going to be difficult. I think the number one way Valorant can hit that top spot can become the number one esport is if they really tap into collegiate. Uh, like, think about high school, um, college, uh, NFL football, like American yep. football. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Um, it, it's, it, you, go, you go through school, you know, you get scouted, you get picked up to a team, mm. you move through there, and then you eventually, you, you hopefully move up. You get, into, you get into the minor leagues. You hopefully get, a, you get, get a play on a team. And you, they, the path of the NFL is through the colleges and institutions. Those institutions have a lot of money. They have a lot of sway. They have a lot of people interested in them. And these institutions don't disappear. So when you see a college team, you're like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm a fan of this team. I'm following them, mm. watching their games. They're not like an independent tier three org who can disappear yeah. and reappear in two days. Um, and if Valorant's able to tap into that collegiate scene and get some more of that institutional money flowing in, it's where we can start to see more sustainability. It's where we can see a lot more, mm. you know, a lot more people outside of the game getting interested. Yep. Like, imagine you're going to school and you just see, oh, 
yeah, the Valorant team is meeting in room 103. Uh, Tryouts <laughs> try today. That's yeah. already a thing in the um the UK as well. A lot yeah, of UK colleges are starting to do that. There's like a whole British esports like society yeah, and everything. Yeah. It's oh, the yeah, same thing for Rocket League as well. Mm. Yeah, we're starting to see that. But I think it's it can get farther. It can get bigger. It's like a like dipping our toes in there right now. You know? Okay. Kind of like I feel like like oh you know what oh this looks kind of cool and I'm just gonna you know maybe uh, <laughs> uh, but I think that when we start to see you know stadiums sell out we mm. start to see people like oh it's this school's team versus this school team and it's on the news and like maybe in high school you're playing you're like oh hold on um, the tryouts for these different teams are well well they're up posted in freaking the um, on the chapel or whatever they post over their school and then people who never heard of the game before like oh sure i'm gonna give it a try and when we get to that point i think valorant will become the number one esport no other esports been able to do that successfully right now you mentioned rocket league in the uk i imagine did that yeah yeah that's Um, right mm -hmm. but valorant be on another level if they're able to do that especially internationally Mm. geez it'd be over i don't think there's a single other esport to be able to compete besides their other esport league of legends (laughs) true um yeah i don't know what's happened to the league right now i feel like league is dying i think worlds will eventually die at some point i feel like like you said about csgo i think league of league is slowly dying at the same rate as csgo Mm because no one really wants to play league but i think league has a it's so hard to enter. The barrier to mm. entry to that game is so steep. I can look in a Valorant game, and even if I've never played a shooter before, oh, the blue guy shot the red guy, and then he won. That was yeah. it. In League, it's like, what the hell is <laughs> that? He's spinning, and now, oh, okay, they're dead. And, um, oh, they're, they're revived, they're back. Oh, wait, what's, mm. what are these little minion guys walking around? And, like, <laughs> they... It's so confusing. The skill floor is really high, and we're never going to be able to see a league team just be at the school and be like, "Hey guys, anyway, come play league." Like you see, like a I don't know, like a high school kid, like ten, like a grade ten, mm. like just got just got out of third period, go into the auditorium, and they just yeah. like a bunch of sweaty league players there. Like that's not happening. <laughs> the problem with league, the problem with league is there's no like tier three scene for league. League, there's no. Like yeah, like you said, there's no like gateway into the scene. Like mm. Valorant does this really well. There's teams out there who want to recruit League, but because you have to pay so much money to actually get into like worlds and stuff, and enter all these big mm. tournaments, there's no actual big tournaments out there by many tournament organizers for like the tier three scene or tier two scene. It's like there's no way mm-hmm. you just have to be good or you're not. It's one of those right now. Yeah, the thing is that's a funny thing too. League is Valorant in five years if they don't fix their tier three tech, like, like tier two True. scene. If nothing changed in that scene. Mm. That that is Valorant in five, ten years. It must be they they didn't get into collegiate, they didn't get into high school, these yep. institutions didn't bite, and they continue on the path of going franchising. That's Valorant. That's Valorant in five mm. or ten years. There's no tier three scene, there's no real free to enter tournaments, although all of them left, they're all gone. They don't do that anymore. Um no yep. Like the only way to get in is through Premiere, and you have to beat everybody else to even have a chance. And you're not gonna get paid a cent until you even touch challengers. And even when you get to challengers, like all the different like, there's there's hundreds of thousands of millions of players that want that spot more than you. 
and so you have to try to you have to fight all these guys. No, like there's no money coming in there. The sponsors aren't really throwing too much into any independent event. Like it's just that's kind of the nightmare scenario where you know Valorant doesn't learn from the mistakes in League. I think they are. They're genuinely mm. smart and they genuinely know yep. what they're doing. But let's we'll see, you know. True. Or we could end up like team fight tactics. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I really don't know what's going on with that game. It's like League of Legends, <laughs> but like um it's younger brother or something. I, I don't know what's going on with it. I it doesn't make any sense. Like what was the point of it? Oh no. I think it was uh it's it's when you're burned out of league but you still wanna play league. <laughs> That's team fight <laughs> tactics. <laughs> Have you played it? Jeez. I haven't played it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like an auto battler. It's like you're playing chess, but stupid. <laughs> oh my! I know. I like. I I liked it before, and then they changed all the people, and then I was like, why? And oh. I kind of like that. <laughs> uh, I think my brother plays it, but I mm. couldn't get into it. That's fair. What about any fighting games? It's like with all the you know the fighting game regulations and stuff, and like. Like Nintendo, you know, going after like Smash Bros. Are you interested in getting into any fighting games with Crunch? Respectfully, Grumoff. Uh, respectfully, though. Oh. All of them. <laughs> the barrier to entry to these games is unreal. The amount of interest in these games is minuscule. If you want to talk about esports companies that don't know what they're doing, every fighting game company doesn't know what they're doing. We see these events just bomb. Not even half. Like literally, sm the Smash killed its scene for the memes. <laughs> like, like they, there's no reason, no effect to their bottom line. They're like, nah, that's too good. We can't have that. Smited it, and now mm. we see like friggin' Street. You think you think you think I'm gonna be bringing out a hundred thousand people to watch Street Fighter? Like, you think I'm gonna be bringing out a hundred thousand people to like, hey guys, let's let's watch let's watch the Tekken, bro. Hey, mm. uh, there's no there the the we talk about like League of Legends League of Legends having a hard barrier to entry. Get comboed by someone in one of those games you don't know how to play, and you just you're like you know what I'm done with this. I'm not doing mm. this. Maybe it's just my perspective. Maybe just the people yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. around, the content creators, and the the side of the internet I've been on. But what about like, Smash? Nah, that's what I'm telling you, bro. Why would I go not Tekken, not Tekken or Street Fighter, but. Smash, Smash is like the best of the bunch, but it's the bar is in hell, bro. Like Smash barely crawls over this bar that's on the ground, and the the game company that owns it is trying to kill its scene. I could I could never mm. invest in uh, like invest into hosting events when they actively don't want me to. You know, the like, thing is, right? <laughs> as long as you have a license, you're allowed to put tournaments out. But yeah, and a lot of them are able to get licenses. Like, let's say if Crunch was so big, right, yeah, that you'd be able to get a license easily. You'd be able to sponsor. You'd have sponsors. You could sell food and drinks like, you know, Nintendo allows you to. Um, but yeah. I, I find that really weird. I find that odd, okay? Um, but what's it called? It's a certain requirements that you don't have to have a license for. But I feel like the, the scene in Smash is quite strong. I'd say I feel like they're quite. It's quite closely knit, and it's really good if you want to do LAN events. It's one of I those. Think that's Sm Smash is the best of any of the fighting games. If I was to consider mm. one, it'd be Smash. But I don't know. I just think that in terms of, 
in terms of just where the um, the best chance of like um getting value out of it and getting people interested in it, Smash isn't there. It's also because the only way you can play Smash is if you own a Switch, and that barrier to entry alone. Excludes... Well, you say that you say that, mm-hmm. but you can be on you can be on an emulator now because um now there's like breakthroughs, so you can now be on this um um if you're of Slippy or something. It's basically yeah, yeah, heard... it's like net play. Yeah, yeah. So you get to play it online against other people like using like a GameCube emulator. So you can play melee yeah. online with anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that isn't like something that the average person is gonna pick up and be like, I wanna mm. do this. Most and thing is at the events, I'm pretty sure you can't even do that either. I can't I can't have an event. I think they they, they destroy this melee event that ran a mod. Um that wasn't the official copy of the game. Oh, Project M. Project M. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, if I were to try to host an event, everyone who's gonna participate has to have a Switch. Generally, most of the time, mm. and but the majority of people who are looking at you know just playing, they're on their computer, you know, whatever they their laptop, and they're looking at what games to play. You know, Smash yep. is a high entry cost to them, I guess. And mm-hmm. that's just, that's that's not to say the Smash community isn't one of the top ones, but from my perspective, in terms of a global esport that I'm yep. going to be effectively selling to boomers, selling mm. to all the people, selling to, selling to all these people. I don't want to be smashed as salesman. <laughs> that's, not that's, a, that's not a job. That's not a job mm. I want to do, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I guess I can see your point because the numbers aren't always the highest. So it, you have mm. to, normally when you speak to those people, you're like, oh, you got to show them numbers, really. It's yeah, more yeah, like, yeah. oh, not what it looks like. It's more like what the numbers are. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess I, I, as I said, I wouldn't stop mm. any esports work from going into that, especially hosting yeah. teams and players and stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not teams, only players, not teams. <laughs> but, uh, but as a tournament organizer, mm. I guess with my aim of going global and really trying to, yep. you know, take esports to the next level, it's kind of not on my path, you know. Mm. Uh, That's fair. Yeah, yeah. What about Fortnite? I would never be a Fortnite tournament organizer. I just, I just can't stand the community. I, I wouldn't mind like saying that like, the old player or something to play my team, mm-hmm. but I don't. I can't imagine a Fortnite tournament. Like the whole drama about one tournament would be, ah, oh, he dropped on me. I can't believe he dropped on me. Like, uh, why would he <laughs> go to the same location? That's like the biggest beef that Fortnite has had for ages, and that's what annoys mm-hmm. me about the scenes. Like, you can they cry about the simplest of things. Oh yeah, the thing is about the mm. Fortnite scene is the youngest player base yeah. of all these competitive games, mm. and I hate I uh, I can't say that I'm gonna say uh, I don't hate kids. <laughs> but I strongly dislike people younger than eighteen. Mm. Is that good? Is that... <laughs> oh man! If I oh, had to like my. pick who I was dealing with all day, mm. like. Imagine like I imagine like you imagine the imagine my my day. I wake up, yeah, you know, yeah, having a good day. I get out of class, you know. I open up my computer, and that's mm. cool. The tournament's about to start, and then just a bunch of kids. <laughs> just a bunch yeah, of true. Kids. <laughs> Said flipping at Josh. Where's the entry button? At Josh, <laughs> this kid twerked on me. At Josh, <laughs> our emotes been okay. I don't. I don't care. I'm done. I'm not. I'm, we're not doing that. Yeah. I'm not a babysitter, and you mm. couldn't pay me to do that. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, maybe, maybe as fair. you said, the odd. I could definitely see myself throwing on the odd Fortnite tournament with one of my partners, or mm. you know, having a player who plays Fortnite sign in my org. But yeah, 
Mm-mm. Fortnite TL, not a title I want. <laughs> True. I feel like they ruined it for themselves, to be honest. Actually, if you think ruined it, I mean, I think they got the money. Think about it. They are mm. the biggest. They are one of the biggest games on the face of the earth right now. Second to Minecraft, maybe. Not. They no, have... I wouldn't say. F- no, what I mean is not the um the Fortnite Epic Games. I'm talking about like the the player base. They ruined it oh. for people to get into it. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Oh mm. yeah. Oh yeah. I, but the thing is, they're not old enough. A lot of them to think about the wider scene. They're just thinking True. about what they can do to have a fun time or enjoy themselves. Mm. Or oh, what's we'll of this org? The amount of Fortnite orgs I've seen. Go, come, go, disappear, yep. reappear, buy, merge. I wouldn't even put any money in there if I was a company and I was like trying to promote a project. It's just so. But at the same time, it's not about, I guess, building a scene to them, you know? It's just mm. about having fun. And I, mean, I guess I can respect that a little bit. I mean, Epic Games is making a crap ton of money, but yeah, uh, yeah, you're, you're 100% right. They're their biggest enemy. <laughs> mm. It's true. They just complain and complain. Like they bring back the map and everyone's like, "Can we? Can we get rid of it? Can we get rid of the old map now? We don't want it." Like you literally complained about it for two chapters. I don't get. Yeah, bring it back. Bring it. No, 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 no! Don't bring it. Leave it. Leave it. Go forward. (laughs) Forward. No, no, no! This new map. This new map sucks. Let's go back. Go back again. (laughs) And like, nah, it's. Mm. Nah, I can only imagine, man. Like. Especially in Europe, this is nothing, no shade to Europe, but I think that in NA, the kids chirp and the players chirp all the time, but it's a little less quieter. But yeah. I, I think the first time I got into a North, I got into one of my, like, I think I was hosting a thousand dollar European tournament, and I was in the lobby, like, getting ready to get things set up, and these two teams joined. I heard this British man. <laughs> there. Oi. <laughs> just, oi. And they just started going off. <laughs> like mid set, like this is like, like this is like the like, scores one zero, and you just going off, and then everyone, all these guys are going on, and just like this German dude, <laughs> this British guy. Oh, oh my, my gosh! Like oh dog, y'all, y'all yap the most. <laughs> you gotta be. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I can't even deny it, man. <laughs> I can imagine British Fortnite kids must be another kind of demon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's not fun, man. It's not fun. <laughs> um yeah it, they are they are a strange bunch um but what's the i feel like um i don't know i feel like the thing is with fortnite orgs is the problem is they don't actually put much effort into content they just think oh we're gonna sign yeah. a player look what we've got and then they have the most proceed to have the most generic logos the most generic yeah. banners like you see they'll be like oh that's a fortnite team like you could tell yeah, because the, the yeah. style of the banners, the style of the logos, like it's like the the design. It's such a simple design that everyone uses. I don't know what I yeah. swear they use the same editor for each one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I swear, I my friend, um, a friend of mine, he recently disbanded and he started working with another team. Mm. He sent me this Discord server and I looked at that and I'm like. Well, did you just join a Fortnite team? It's that same <laughs> style. Like I can't yeah. explain it because it's not it's not simple, but it's like so common that it's simple. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there's so many of them. It's like so basic. Yeah. Like it like it has this banner and it has like this they'll have all these different shapes and different mm. patterns and stuff in the background. Oh, man. But it looks so samey. It looks so similar. Like, and they got like, that logo with like the um, you know that special logo where you have all the letters hidden in the shapes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Every org has it. I swear, every org. 
yeah, always have like this um and the names too. Mm. The names. Like you'll have like I think um oh my gosh, I'll see a name. Think like like no shade to awaken. When I hear oh. the name awaken <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey, hey bro, that's that's a Fortnite org. And then I join the server and who what what is that a Fortnite team? That's crazy. Who could have guessed? That's that's insane. <laughs> So, the thing yeah, is about most know. Fortnite orgs is that they will have they will proceed to go with the most generic names ever. Like they won't pick yeah. like just a name, like a unique name. They'll pick like ah, oh, Dogbone GG or something. Or like, or like <laughs> they'll figure they'll open up the English dictionary and go, oh, what word can I pick? What word is it taken on Instagram? And mm. it'd be something like TV, or like um, TV esports, or it'd be like oh, <laughs> what's another good one? Um, oh it's just any any so. adjective. Define an adjective when I go. Oh, clarity! Yeah, there yeah. we go. There's a Fortnite org. Oh, look, clarity! Oh my gosh, I can hear it now. I can see the <laughs> logo. It's like a C, and then like it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a white C, and then they got like this like like blue like weird like waves in the background. I've literally seen an org <laughs> that looks exactly like that. There was orgs <laughs> that exist like that. Fuck nah, I got all the B for Fortnite orgs, man, because mm. they they. It pisses me off because you'll be talking to this dude and you'll be like, wow, he seems like he knows what he's talking about. And then yeah. send me his Discord server and I'm like, come on, man. It I does annoy me, man. I can't work with you, bro. Uh, so, no. if, question. Yeah. Do you think um you'll ever have Fortnite Orcs on your CICP? Mm. There's, there's one clause that I'd ever consider okay. adding a Fortnite Org to my crunch international competitive partnership um is if they add money that's it that's my only that's mm. my clause i'll be very transparent <laughs> with you that's fair enough if they if they got if they got bands mm. i do not care uh because if they do it means one of three things number one they're not a kid because yep. kids don't have money number True. two it means that they're vaguely competent you can't really mm. have money and like be like super uncommon. They they can be stupid yeah. sometimes, but they're not going to be like they're not mm. incredibly dumb. And number three, it also means that they've been here for a little while. Unless this yep. is someone's parent just throwing all the money at them, or a, a person who has like a crap ton of money for no reason, just saying I'm going to start a Fortnite org. They've generally been around for a bit, and that's why mm. has a lot of money is like my exception for bringing in yeah, Fortnite yeah. orgs. Because otherwise, you're just uh, you're, you're probably a, like a person who's 16 mm-hmm. years, old, years old on your yep. seventh orc now in the last two weeks <laughs> trying to start something up. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And my next question is, um, well, why did you add um, Blue Skirmish to the CICP? Nah, nah, I'm oh joking. I'm joking. Yeah. We talked about this question before. Nah, I'm joking. Yeah, you were talking about like, hey, Josh, <laughs> man, if you spring the why did you choose me question? I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> oh my gosh. It just so, came to yeah, me whilst you talk about actually, the Fortnite Orcs. I, I can actually answer that question though because it was a very unique reason okay. why we picked Blue Skirmish. Because it was like, I saw a person who's expanding into all these different niches and all these mm. different things. And I was like, that's something, that's someone I want to bring on. That's someone with ideas. Not many people with ideas Right now, we're actually willing to get stuff done. Blue, the mm. Blue uh, Oasis Network, I call it. Uh, you got Blue <laughs> Skirmish, Oasis, uh, um, got Team Oasis, uh, Tropiscope, 
uh, the Oasis podcast, mm. all of those, all those different branches. And I'm like, that's yeah. someone I want to work with. That's someone who like, like, I have a lot in common with. Cause like, I like to do all these different projects, I like to get all these mm. different things started. And it's like, I was like, okay, cool. Blue skirmish. Let's hit it. That's the goal. And that then True. obviously now we're here. And I'm like, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of the reasoning. Mm. It was unique. Like most people, yeah, as, yeah. as I said, they just, they just pick a game, they pick a region and they scam. Mm. But you were like trying to do a lot of different things at the same time. And I respect that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just got bored, I guess. That sounds really weird, but <laughs> like, what's it called? I've got too much time on my hands. So what's it called? Not too much money, but I've got too much time. And that's the annoying part is like, there's only so much I can do with that time. So much mm. I can do with money. But time-wise, I've, I could do a lot of things with Blue Skirmishup. I'd be um, sat by myself, like, waiting for the next Blue Skirmish tournament. And so I was like, well, during that time, I was like, I want to get a tournament out in between. I was like, I like to interact with the community. And like, it was a faster way to grow, of course. So it was like, oh, what can we do? Well, originally, we started with 250. So I was like, oh, bring back Blue Skirmish. We call it Blue Skirmish and make it, like, instead, 20 minutes long. But yeah, which is what we did. Mm -hmm. But um, we are planning on bringing back um, the Scrim version, we are. Blue Scrims. And that would yeah, be like yeah. a um, 5v5, like free to play, um, no prize, but just practice every Thursday, I think. I think that's coming back next month. So I'm looking forward to bringing that back. It's going to be pretty good, especially mm. for getting teams involved, getting yeah. more, building like a community there. I think a lot of teams mm. would be excited because scrims suck a lot of the time. True. Looking, yeah, meeting teams in scrim, especially when there's mm. a lot of shady characters running around and canceling scrims. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's a good idea, man. I'm pretty excited with that. Imagine there's a lot of plans mm. you got with Blue Skirmish that I couldn't leak on the pod or you'd kill me. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got some I can leak, of course. Um, I mean, I've already leaked it on Twitter, I think. I mentioned Skirmish 24. Did I mention Skirmish 24 to you? Um, I, think you I think you did, yeah. I think you might have. Oh yeah, it's the um Liquipedia Blue Skirmish tournament. Oh, but, yeah. Okay. So I wanted to do one. Um, I wanted to do one a few months ago. No, not a few months. Ago. I wanted to do one last year in April, and it was for Gold Skirmish. But Gold Skirmish didn't qualify because you have to have five hundred euros in the prize pool. But mm. this time, I want to have like, I'm aiming for a thousand euro prize pool. Mm-hmm. And during the time, I also want to team up with a like a Smash player as well to get another Smash tournament out. So I want to do two, two tournaments, one Valorant, one Smash. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard, um, like keeping Oasis and Blue Skirmish like balancing at the same time, because before yeah. Blue Skirmish, right, it was Oasis around before, and when Blue Skirmish came around, I was like, well, I don't have enough money to run Oasis at the same time as Blue Skirmish because I wanted to grow it. And that's why it got bigger than Oasis for a, a, a short amount of time. But then what's it called, as Oasis Esports came back, it was like, oh, it was the balancing part, you know, that's the annoying thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I get that a lot, especially when I'm like talking between different mm. regions and stuff, balancing the regions and like balancing my focus. That's why um, there's, that's why a lot of people talk about like the dangers of running multiple projects where you're going to, you know, balance yeah. how much time you're putting in this and how much effort you're putting there. Mm. Um, and honestly, I think that you've been done a pretty good job of that. Um, you've done a pretty good job of balancing how much time is put into different, um, I guess these different projects mm. and you've been, you know, pushing things forward there a lot. 
Um, I guess at the end of the day, we'll see how it works out. I'm excited for Blue Skirmishes and uh, Blue Skirmishes plans <laughs> for 2024. Um, and I think a lot of stuff in European Battle is gonna start looking cooler. Mm. Uh, it used to be pretty dead in 2023. <laughs> like, true. Like, of, we were literally yeah. the only ones. We were the only ones uh, yeah. in the scene. There's a lot more tournament picking up. Seeing the see the Reinas starting their own massive tournament. Uh, no crunch is starting to run our own stuff there. EVC, yep. they're running their their third series in the league. Um, We're playing, well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Are <laughs> oh, you guys in there? Oh my, you guys better. You guys better sweep. I can't have like <laughs> my, I can't. I can't be like I know those guys. Like, you know those guys, Josh. They just got two would They lost bad. <laughs> he doesn't know them. He doesn't know them. <laughs> oh, I actually I didn't know them. Actually, that was uh, my bad. <laughs> I wasn't talking about Oasis. I was talking about who won. Um, Oasis uh, Gaming. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oasis Gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you guys better win that. I'm counting on mm. you out there. But I think EV. I think uh, European scene is looking better, and hopefully yeah. we can start to see some more. Um, European mm. events, um, especially with uh, Challengers is running pretty well this year. I'm liking how they're yep. organizing things there. I think it's off to a good start. I'm just hoping to see mm-hmm. more growth in the scene, you know? Yeah. I think this is um, moving on to my next question, actually. And that is about esports stream productions. Wait one second, that, man. I keep seeing you drink water. I need to make myself some water, man. I've been sat here like, for like <laughs> 50 seven minutes and you've just been torturing me with this water, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, what the water? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I'm back. Awesome. And um, guess what as well? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? <gasps> you can barely see it, but like it's starting to like um lose its kind of texture. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've had it for a few years now. But that's dope, bro. Honestly, mm. as you can I see, the welcome. myself a crunch water bottle. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know. When you, I just use re, I just don't even use reusable water bottles. I got like a pack of like. Mm. 30 of these, and then I just like put them out of the corner over there and then just grab them. Okay. I had to flex hard after being like tortured yeah. with your water, man. I can't believe it, I... man. You're just like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, hey. Oh, yeah. That's water. Oh, yeah. That water. Yeah. Hey, that's crazy. But yeah, as you talked about with esports stream productions, mm. I got a lot of hot takes there. And number one is that everybody thinks that the next um, VCT. <laughs> they think they're the next, the, yep. they the next uh, big event, and so I'll see their product, their production. 
and it'll be the bum faces versus Joe and the boys. And well, they'll have like this massive old I would blue scum stream. <laughs> yeah, they'll have like they'll have like all these different banners and the cast mm. will be in boxes and they'll be like, Sweetie guy, mm. we're we're here for an amazing match. I'm like <laughs> cut the bull crap, bro. <laughs> I, I enjoy it though. I quite enjoy the extremeness of it. <laughs> I know, I know, but at the same time it's like I'd be like can we just, like, be real, bro? Mm. This dude is sweeping the floor with his crop hair. Like, can we talk about, like, this guy, mm. like, can we can we keep it a buck fifty? Can we, can we be so for real right now? Yeah. Like, no. mm. So that's kind of, that's my take. That's why I we, that... yeah, that's why yeah, um, at a... Blue Skirmish, we've always streamed at quarterfinals. Because, it, mm. you know, we get to the players where you're more likely going to see a fight or you see, like, a big, like, tier tier 3 to tier 2 team actually take the stage. It's one of yeah. those things. I feel like you shouldn't do it from the start, I'd say. It depends on the price pool, I think. You're going to get bigger teams and smaller teams, depending on what you set. Entry fees are a really good way for determining the skill of the teams as well. So if I have an yeah, entry yeah. fee, 90% of the time the players are going to be good, because they know the risk. Oh, of course, of course. Mm. I think that I haven't run into this problem as much as of late, especially because I really only stream like the finals or semi-finals. And yep. usually those two teams are pretty good. But overall, I don't know. what How we stream esports events has got to change. Because for players and people who don't know these teams, it's got to be engaging to them. And VCT is because mm-hmm. these are the best of the best. Yep. These are teams that people know, call regular people. Know. My friends will say, hey, you see freaking Sentinels play yesterday? Average guy doesn't even play Valorant. But for Tier 3 and Tier 2 especially, stream's got to change. And if I had to see one more, one more of these little, these like, ladies, like, oh my gosh, look at this amazing play. And this guy just mm. shooting a headshot. And there's like, dog, I do that. Like, this guy plays in my lobby. I guarantee. Uh, I don't know. A lot of other esports don't have this problem. Um, I think CSGO is pretty good with production. I like CSGO's productions a lot. It's also a lot mm. easier to follow because CSGO is a lot simpler. That's one yep. of the biggest advantages it has over Valorant. Um, mm. I don't know. Smash production, I love it. Um, I don't know what it is. There's not too many... You don't really see too many amateur Smash players. Like, True. I guess, like, bad yeah. Smash players on the, the big screen. You'll usually mm. get to see some amazing plays. And it's usually really fun to watch. I'm also a Smash player, so I get to, like, you know... Let's go. understand it a bit more. <laughs> but, yeah. I guess, I'm kind of curious. What's your, what's your kind of take on uh, esports stream production? I would say, to be honest, mine's the opposite to you actually, because I feel like not enough people use um and take advantage of like the stream production. I feel like there's a lot of orgs out there, right? Who would just be streaming like what's it called? They'll be on the microphone, no webcam, nothing like ah. Oh, so here we have um player here about to enter, what's it called? Heaven, and then there'll be a pause, and then there won't be anything till like the next game. Mm, I I, I feel what like what's and then there'd be like, like no overlays the whole time. I feel like I'd like to see the esports stream productions. It looks good, especially when you're a tier three team or tier two team. You can like the reason why I like it is the reason why I did Blue Skirmish because when I was a team, um, when I was a Valorant player myself, we yeah. had like this like F slash free agent team we made, um, Dusk X we called it, and we'd play in like <laughs> tournaments, mm. and we liked it when people put overlays up because we could clip it and then put it on Instagram. Or Twitter, and yeah. it looks so much more professional for us and our brand. Yeah. 
it's like, oh, this team is playing actual tournaments, not just it's not just a random Valorant clip that says, oh, we're playing a tournament. It looks legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I those clips. Mm. I also, I think we've uh, this is uh, this is more an NA, I guess, because it's gotten to the point where everyone has overlays. I don't think I've actually seen a broadcast without an overlay in a minute now. Uh, yeah, everyone kind of just like everyone's kind of running the same setup. Like if I go to like a GLG event or a like Waypoint event or um, even one of our own events, it has everyone's like, oh, there's the overlays, the casters are up there, everything's there. Mm. And I like the I like the broadcast setup. I think it's good. I like it better than as you said, like the old. Uh, yeah. Oh, anyway, <laughs> welcome, welcome to uh, um, Bean uh, versus Team Tigers. <laughs> These are some these are some uh, good agents right here. Like that's definitely <laughs> definitely a wild yeah, improvement. Yeah. But I think there's like a mm. bit of a middle ground that can be achieved. Yeah, because yeah. I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of funny like some of these games are really funny. There's a lot mm. of why we should normalize making fun of some of the players sometimes. We should normalize just why not? Mm. Like, like there's nothing going on right now. These two teams yep. don't know how to at- attack on site. I had a, I had a bacon egg and cheese sandwich this morning. Let's talk about that. Like I don't know. There's like a lot of we used to do about of... blue skirmish a bit. Uh, <laughs> when I was geocasting with um Diallo, we used to always just sit there, go, oh, you know, um, we don't know if he's played the game before in a few years, but you know he's he's back, you know. But yeah, it's just stuff like that. It's like it, it's just funny to see what's called, and I feel like. The problem is, right, with the esports scene, a lot of them could be quite sensitive, so you've got to be careful what you say, of course. Mm-hmm. But, but honestly, mm. I think I'm going to make them sign a waiver. Be like, hey, you agree to get That's a good point. bullied. <laughs> get bullied. <laughs> yeah. Again, the finals, get the two teams. The say, small hey, print. Like, the small print. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to make it big print. Be like, okay, cool. So glad you guys qualified. Do you mind getting made fun of? Like, no, we're not cool with that. Anyway, disqualified. Bring the next team up. <laughs> we're doing it. Okay, get rid of you. Like, because I mean, let's be real. I think that there's a lot of people mm. who are gonna enjoy just hearing two casters have fun during the game True. and talk about yep. different cool stuff going on. Um, and then then hearing mm. if Team Tigers really beat Team Billy Mob, you know, that, yeah. that's just it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like I don't know about mm. you, but I think Team Bump Sniffers has three fans in maximum, <laughs> and all of them are asleep right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so it's like, let's be, let's be real. Let's let's like let's keep it a buck fifty. Oh you know? my god! <laughs> but yeah, this is true. Man. Of, this is true. Yeah, I mean, what's it called? It. I honestly, I'd almost find um, a broadcast where it was just two guys. Um, Playing playing a game of Valorant, but they're they're, they're like they were casting a game at the mm, same time. That was cool. <laughs> Shout casting, so yeah, mm. yeah, that'd be kind of funny. Uh, no, I've seen I've seen people uh, like I've seen some genuinely interesting productions where the people they just they just there's nothing going on, but this guy at the top of his lungs going, <laughs> oh oh my gosh, the trip got <laughs> destroyed, the trip is broken, and you're like, what, what the hell? But you're in it. Mm. Uh, no, I've seen. Um, yeah, I think there's just there's just a lot of people doing the same thing um, overall. But I don't know. There's a lot of things there. A lot of ideas I got there that I'm not gonna mm. leak for the pod. But um, I think no, that, you have oh, to leak. You signed a waiver. <laughs> oh no! <nah. laughs> Come on! Come on! 
We forced you. Come of, on. Time to oh sign. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I uh, know. I think there's a lot of um I think a lot of what's gonna make streams better, especially with a lot of partners and people I'm working with, mm-hmm. is making is really tapping into content content creators and what really makes yep. them engaging. That's kind of what we're gonna be looking at. I obviously don't want to tell you too many details Ooh, for obvious okay. reasons. Because that's some of the mm. bigger streams working on, some of the bigger projects working on. Yeah. But um overall looking more into it as content and how we can connect with the audience is yep. what we're working on uh that's kind of a little bit of a leak but i, mean, I don't really want to i want to talk too much there because there's a lot of a lot of my competitors who would love to run with any idea <laughs> i get cough I mean, cough frost just... esports <laughs> <laughs> but Fro- frost can go uh, eat rocks respectfully mm. <laughs> respectfully though like just like 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 eat rocks mm. but like respectfully though <laughs> like you know uh, I got I got no beef with um, any of the people behind the team. Um, a lot of a lot of cool people there. A lot of like a lot of the yep. production people they work with there. But when I think about campers and I think about people who do nothing for the scene, who just sit there like a leech. Oh, that logo that that logo pops up in my head. Can't lie, <laughs> can't lie. Like, like, <laughs> so like, much for respect. Tra- <laughs> but like that's like respectfully though. Mm. Like, yeah, I got I added yeah. the qualifier. You can't. <laughs> So like, oh uh, no! I think it's like look like look, 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 look like the weekly tos in in North America. You got um, you got Crunch, uh, you got GLG, mm. um, we got Duck Squad, and we got Frost. Yeah, Crunch. We we host our events and they lead to Lux Invitationals, two thousand, one thousand mm. dollar tournaments that teams like to participate in. They get covered on VLR. They matter. GLG. They are a actual lounge IRL. That's what they call the. Great Lakes Gaming Lounge. Yeah, they're hosting their events to promote IRL things mm. that are going on, interesting projects. These, like, this is there's something more going on there. Duck yep. Squad. There, there's some goofy. There's, there's a kid. Mm. I'm pretty sure like there are two kids running this org, but you know they're trying <laughs> to do that. They try to they're trying to build up their stuff there, and they run mm. events in Overwatch, a game that needs more people doing things. And then you get to Frost. What do they do? They that's it. They they put their events down, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. I think they're they're bragging on Twitter about that they're the only profitable esports org because they don't invest anything into the scene. They just sit on their hands mm. and just wait for things to happen. I think that they literally stopped hosting events in December because one of the sponsors they worked with didn't want to put any more events on the board. Oh. I was looking and be like, I'm like, like, what? You can't invest a hundred dollars into the value of esports. There's you're no way. Like, you you like they they had a whole December's cut it off. They're just leaving it there, and then it's like, what, what are you doing? The screwed your balance. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many people that don't work with them. I don't think any of the CACP mm. like collaborates with them at all. Um, and I don't collaborate with them and work with them. But yep. it's like, I don't know. If they were if they were to disappear, nobody would care. Um, and that's why I could never, you know, respect that because mm. it's like. I would be respectful, but I can't respect what they do. Um, That's fair. Because, like, yeah, I mean, if you're not in it to win, what are you doing? You know, Just, mm. if you're not in it, if you're not in it to win, and you're not in it to improve the scene, what's the point? So that's it. That's it. That's kind of yeah. it for me, you know. But mm. overall, I think that the stream production, while I wish, I while I wish I could share more, is definitely going to be changing. Question though. No. Question. Question. Mm, yeah. So you know about profitability because you just mentioned profitability. So like, isn't the goal mm-hmm. to, 
to be a profitable esports hog as well. The I felt like that's such a hard goal. But the goal, the goal is to grow, no? Good the point. Goal is to, okay. the, goal, the goal is to build the mm. scene. And you can't yep. build the scene if you're just looking at the line on the number and being like, well, you know, we got to balance the books. We can't put any money. We're not getting back. You have to, you have to sometimes, especially with, especially now with how tier three is mm. now, we need to see more people willing to say, hey, I'm going to invest money into this scene so that yep. in the future I can build something bigger than what I have now. I can build up a level. If I'm just looking at how I could balance the books, I wouldn't run a Lux Invitational. I say, you know what, European teams, you can kick rocks. None of y'all getting a, a tournament. I'm just gonna <laughs> host my, I'm gonna host my weeklies. I'm gonna <laughs> sit on my money and I'm gonna just chill. You know, that's a it. ton of blue skirmish. Yep, yeah, bring back the weeklies. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. But I want to see the scene mm. grow, and I don't only want to see the yep. scene grow. But I want to see myself grow, mm. and to do that, I need to put on bigger events. I need to expand. I need yep. to like you think you think Latin, expanding to Latin America or Asia Pacific was a book balanced decision. We lost money expanding. Ah, because imagine, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the thing but is, we, right? What's it called? We, it'd be so good for the scene. There's, I bet, there's not many tournament organizers in the scene for mm. that scene. You are doing yeah, yeah, yeah. so much when it comes to Latin America. So that is yeah, so- yeah. yeah. And we're exp- and the thing is too, not it's not even just like a oh, we only care about the scene. Mm. For us too, when we're getting bigger, when we eventually, you know, we're international, it costs us money to get there. And we were unprofitable yeah. maybe that year in terms of that. But it let us grow, it let us get bigger. And in the future, it lets us bring in revenue from people who want to tap into the audience we've built. It costs mm. money to make money. And it pisses me off because these guys aren't taking, they aren't just like it's not that they're just like existing, but they're taking away opportunities and money from other TOs that could use that money to do more. Like if if GLG had more money, they'd invest into building a better facility and hosting LAN events. If like freaking, I'm sure Waypoint Lounge or a new weekly TO mm. that just started up. If they got more money, they use that to also put on LANs, to put on some other events in person and build up the scene. Yeah. Hell, if Blue Skirmish got more money, there'd be this more tournaments in a scene that mm. doesn't have it yet. If Frost got more money, they'd sit on their hands and be like, "Well, damn, <laughs> well, we're we still not profitable this year." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we didn't make that much profit. I hate leeches. I really do. Mm. And I, I, I have no, I, as I said, I have no animosity towards the team. Um, yeah, I have no animosity towards the people there. If any of those people were like left Frost and were looking for a position at Crunch. Uh, I'd be like, cool, whatever. A lot of you guys are talented people. I work with you any day, hmm. but yeah. when it comes to Frost, I think mm. that I think that the tier three scene has got to get smaller. Yeah, I think that there's got to be less. There's got to be less tos. There's a lot of people doing a lot of the same thing. And I think once we get less tos, we're gonna see more viewership. Those mm. stream productions are gonna get better when there's less tos because there's gonna be more people caring about it. We're gonna see a lot more, you know. A lot bigger tournaments when we have more resources focused on smaller events. Yep. I don't know. I'd rather see. I think we'd all rather see. Imagine instead of um, eight events per like actually eight events in two weeks hosted by four different CEOs, we had True. a two thousand dollar tournament. Well, like combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with, that's a good idea. I don't see many tournament organizers doing that. 
imagine, imagine if, imagine if all these sponsors weren't putting all their things on like little different tos, and we had some bigger projects, we had some bigger events, we had some gauntlets going on. Like, at, at what point mm. do we have too many weekly tos trying yep. to do the same thing that nobody cares about? You know, but I know that's that's a that's a take for another day. I could rant about Frost all day. Oh my! I don't know. I, <laughs> I hate, I hate, I just hate leeches, man. I don't know mm. what it is. I hate people who are okay with just, just sitting there and doing nothing with it. Maybe it's because there's a lot of boomers and they're constantly. <laughs> Maybe it's when you get to a certain age. Maybe when I turn thirty, mm. I'll also I'll be like, hey, brunch wasn't that profitable with this, so we're not gonna do that <laughs> no more. Maybe, yeah. Please shoot me if I ever say that. If I ever, if I mm. start saying, hey, yo, crunch is gonna. Punch gonna sit on our hands and do nothing yep. more to explain. No tits. Things. Yep. <laughs> we'll do. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be looking out the window, see with the sniper rifle, be like, yeah, I deserve this. <laughs> Take me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like um, Punch is doing a lot, especially for the EU scene, because um, it means I don't have to run blue skirmish currently. Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm copying Fussy's boss, but. Um, I do want to like bring back Blue Skirmish in the future, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but the whole program and stuff with like getting new teams involved with the European scene, and not just the free agent program, which I'll mention in a minute, it's the fact that Crunch is bringing a lot more tournaments to Challenger Mode. Like, Challenger Mode yeah. does a big monopoly, and I've um, talked about this before. And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what really annoys me, because there's no other platform you can go to. They basically control everything. And they have like a huge tax on stuff as well, on player earnings and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know. I think that's like that's the thing. Like, I, I had a person come to me and say, "Hey, I really appreciate you so much. I, you want to understand, dog? I made a hundred dollars from challengers. Like, I'm like challengers. You mean VCL? Looked at his profile. Dude played in VCL season after season. He had a track record. Mm. I'll go see if I can find his VLR later, but." It was ridiculous. He's like, yeah, dog, no one invests in the scene. No one invests in the European scene. No one cares. Riot doesn't care. And they left it out to try it. We really appreciate you. And I didn't I didn't mm. know how much these tournament meant to people until I saw, you know, I'd see people say, hey, Josh, we really appreciate these tournaments. We put them our APEC event uh, on hold at one point in time because one of our staff stepped down. And I had teams reaching out like, hey, dog, keep hosting events. We appreciate it. Like, there's not much investment in the scene here. Um, and that's, I don't know. I like, I like seeing a lot of players that didn't yep. have an opportunity to compete before show up. I like seeing uh, a scene that Riot doesn't care about invested mm. in. And I guess that's a lot of what comes to it when uh, saving tier 3 is a lot. It's a bigger topic there. I imagine yep. they're going to address that later on. But yeah, you know? Um, mm, true. We will we will mention that in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. There he goes again. There he goes again. I mean, I have my yeah, wars yeah. this time, okay? So because I'm not, it's not too bad, but yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta stay, stay hydrated, man. You gotta stay hydrated. Keep the brain going. <laughs> this is very true. Well, I was so dehydrated for like 50 minutes. I was like, should I get water? Because I was like, I forgot to get water before the podcast. I was like, oh no. But mm. yeah, um, what's it called? It's really good for the European scene because in NA, there's so many tournaments. But in Europe, it's one of the biggest reasons why Blue Skirmish got to 4,200 followers on Challenger mm. mode is because there's like no one on there. There is no one out there. So that's why it's so easy to grow in the scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the thing is, we got to European VLR before we got to NA mm. VLR. It was wild. We literally had, we got on the Liquipedia in, in EU first. We got into all these different, because 
just by existing. The bar was literally on the floor, and we took Literally. a step, and like, wow, wow, <laughs> doing new things. They're pioneering. I'm like, what, bro? I just hosted an event. Is this where the bar is? We put on a hundred fifty dollar tournament, and I think we got seventy two teams showed up. It was just like, that's that's ridiculous. Mm. What? How many? You're telling me I got a question. Team... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's all about prize pools and like entry fees, and I've as Blue Scumbag I've had a history of putting entry fees in the bigger prize pool tournaments we do. I feel like mm. a lot of people don't like entry fees, and I know you don't do entry fees. But mm. what is your thoughts on entry fees? Because I feel like entry fees really support the um the organization. Okay, here's a here's a hot take. Yeah. Okay, uh, definitely I got clipped out of context. Uh, esports fans and esports players really don't care about the scene. They don't care about you. They don't care mm. about your tournaments. All they want is your money. Uh, there's some yep. people. There's some exceptions. There's some exceptions. A lot of yep. players. A lot of people will come to me and forward to me, and they've retweeted my stuff, and they've helped me get connections. But they don't care. People don't pay to watch events. Mm. They don't want to pay to play in events. They don't buy merchandise. They don't yep. sign up under sponsor links. I've had to mm. beg teams on my hands and knees, say please. Please register the sponsor first so I can actually pay this prize pool out. And they'll be like, eh, the site's broken, dog. I don't know. This is taking too long. They don't care. And when they don't yep. care, they see the they see an entry fee and they're like, I don't want to pay that. No, I'm good. I'm not doing that. I don't I don't care about this. I'm not doing that. I'm not paying for that. He people for esports to have a long term future, we need to almost it needs to get smaller a little bit first. The fan base of esports needs to get a little bit smaller because right now running it is so unsustainable. People expect all these big tournaments to happen for free and then not mm. to contribute anything and have to have NFL quality streams, like massive major like broadcasting coverage like streams True. and pay yep. zero dollars. They wanna they say, hey, it's all it better be on Twitch, it better be 4K, 60 frames, it better be professional casters. They're not gonna pay to view it. You know how much it costs to watch FIFA? You, you have to buy a network. You have to buy a subscription to a broadcasting network to watch FIFA, to watch the World Cup. It's not free. It's not just on the internet for free, at least in the NA. I had to pay. And that's what. And that was fine. It's like, oh, this is, this is the FIFA World Cup. I'm going to pay to watch this, of course. People don't have that same respect with esports. Mm. I, I believe, this is me personally, that events should cost money to enter and that people should pay to watch events. The majors, at least, we should. I shouldn't be able to go on and watch the VCT final stream where people are paying play for millions of dollars for free. That's dumb. That's unsustainable. You know how much money Twitch pays? Twitch is unprofitable. They, nope. if, if nope. Twitch is unprofitable, how profitable mm. do you think the streams running on them are? I see how much casts get paid. I see how much it costs to do the camera setups and run like lands and stuff. The stream people need to be able to pay to support the scene they want to play in, and they aren't now. And because they aren't now, that's why we can't charge entry fees. That's why we can't. We wouldn't. Yeah. No one would care. No one would show mm. up. Um, you know. They should though. They should. Like um, should. I feel that there'd be so many more tournaments out there, so many more people be willing to put money back in there if they were going. Because like the Smash scene is great for it. Like people in the Smash scene will pay the entry fees. That's the amazing part. Like five pound yeah. entry fee. Ah, oh, I'll pay that. But yeah. I don't see why so many people aren't willing to pay it. I don't get in the balance. So, I think the val it's just the balance. I, I buy, I buy, I could buy a coffee at Starbucks for five dollars, but I can't, it can't, I can't be asked. I can't be asked 
to even pay a cent toward the Valorant prize pool I'm enjoying. If we had a 64-team mm. tournament and every single team paid $5 to enter, what is that? Yeah, $1,000? $1, $2,000 a prize pool? Ridiculous. And everyone would enjoy that. We'd have, mm, we could true. literally fund the entire production budget if all if, if even half of the teams willing to pay five dollars per player that that's just it like if if we had people who were watching the streams and said hey you know what we're gonna i'm gonna pay five dollars a month to watch these mm. streams i would never have to worry about paying casters again every lux invitational every round would be streamed every yeah. i got five streams running all these different all these different there would be a single uncovered match but nah it's all about it's all about um it's all about uh you know seeing things for free you know mm. it's spoiled Play free yeah yeah exactly mm. everyone's spoiled bro i don't know i i think that i think that we'll get there um yeah i think that um esports has to be um we have to obviously keep growing esports we have to get more people in there but at some point we have to be willing to alienate people we have to be willing True. to alienate people who don't care enough I think we have to be the one to say, "Hey, you know what? If you don't want to, if you're not paying your uh, your subscription to whatever esports platform gets built in the future, you can't watch, and that's fine because you don't, you clearly didn't yep. care enough anyway. Mm. But that that's a whole other topic because, oh man, I think I think you know for sure, especially with Blue Skirmish, you were single handedly yeah. carrying the European scene, and no one no one was chipping a cent. Like you was like you was running yeah. these tournaments out of pocket." And nobody mm. cared. Nobody. They'd be like, "Hey, well, thanks for the tournament, uh, Super Phase, but sucks." <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for your yeah. money, man. <laughs> <laughs> like a big, and it didn't help. What's called challenge mode came along. I was like, "Oh well, we don't want you around." What's called um promoting your prize pools, and that's what yeah, really put yeah, me yeah. off. I was like, "Well, where have you only where have you only other people pushing people to your platform, and?" No one wants to yeah. pay for your tournaments without entry fees. Like, yeah. just because you get with the bus doesn't mean people start joining the Golden Goose. Like, I play in Golden Goose. I, I like those tournaments, but the annoying thing is, what's it called? You can't just kick people out if you don't like it. You know? It's like... Oh, man. I don't know. Challenger mode is a... They're pain in the ass. I wish they were more like Battlefy. Battlefy mm. loves them. They're NA. They're NA's yeah. main platform. And they, they don't... They don't they don't do anything screwy. They just say, hey, put your tournaments mm. here. And that's it. We don't care. That's all, that's all you care about. Uh, I think they've been, they've been good. They have a monopoly. They have a ridiculous monopoly on the mm. NA and Asia Pacific and pretty sure Latin America scene as well. And they yeah. haven't done anything with it. They've just sat on it and been like, hey, we're going to be cool. We don't even charge you. I don't even think they charge you money. I'm pretty sure they sell data. I They have to. I don't know how they make money. We have no, like, there's no cost to put on tournaments here. There's no subscription models. There's a couple paid mm. ad spots. They have to make somebody somehow. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're yeah. overall they're good. They're just, they're just cool. They're not they're not trying to push people off. They're not trying to do a challenge mm. mode and kick blue scrap <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. But and that, yeah. no one no one really paid attention to that as well. Which like we were like helping out the UC and no one like we got like thirty likes of that tweet and like no one else really cared. Really, they were like, oh well, we'll find another tournament, you know. But yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, AJ, super phase. That's kind of that kind of sucks, man. Challenge mode sucks. Anyway, <laughs> I I still don't care. I'm gonna go join these <laughs> golden goose. Like, <laughs> pretty much. 
but man. yeah, it's like what's the chords? And it, you're at a loss as well because what's even if you do charge the entry fees and people do pay them, you still get hit by that massive like fifty percent. No, is it, is it fifty or sixty? It's like either fifty or sixty percent loss of your earnings from challenger modes. It's like a 50, 60% oh, really? tax. Wait, let me, right, 56, yeah, 56%. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no. so if you make, make an entry fee um for like £5, you'll get like £2 back. So imagine how that adds up. Yeah, no, it's in, crazy. In, uh, thankfully we don't use challenger mode for our pay, if we're ever to host a paid entry event. But even then, you had to be chasing teams down, people were mm. paying late, they're not paying on time. Bobby Hustler, PayPal takes their fees, so you're just getting cuts out of everything. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, even at the end of the day, like, you're going to have mm. less teams, less people participating, and, like, you don't know. That's why, and plus, people also don't know how to read, so if I ever hosted a single paid entry event, people would show up because they think it's free because they saw free entry on the other True. banner. Yeah. And so it's just like, we've kept our brand, we've never charged an entry fee on any of our tournaments ever. Uh, we never mm-hmm. will at, at crunch specifically. I imagine yeah. that we're going to start to work with uh, teams and say, hey, you know, we're going to be rolling out some features that if you wanted to pay for them and support us directly, support the scene as a whole, mm-hmm. you could do that. But you will never see, um, you can't show up to this event because you didn't pay us money. I don't know. That's yeah, just us. That's fair. I think we like, I think people are willing to sign up as sponsors, people are willing to do what they got to do. Uh, mm. They, um, I think people were gonna. I think we need to start expecting more from players. Yeah. Uh, especially if we want the scene to grow long term. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at. I wish. I wish. I wish I could just charge entry fees mm. and it was a thousand dollar tournaments every week. It wouldn't be hard. It'd be so easy. Yep. Like everyone wants a thousand dollar tournament every week. Get that on VLR. Everyone gets to build their VLRs and have fun in that. But nah, you know, I'd rather buy a big chicken sandwich instead instead of supporting <laughs> <laughs> instead of supporting the, the, the tier three scene. You know, mm. you know, um, Battlefield. When we were when Blue Skirmish first started, um, I think it was like the first few weeks in, Battlefield reached out to us and they offered to sponsor us. Really? Um, yeah, they wanted to sponsor us to get more EU tournament organizers on there, but because we've, I've worked, I've used Battlefield before and I've played in Battlefield tournaments before. The thing is, we were seeing more success with Blue Skirmish and Challenger mode, and a oh, lot yeah, more yeah, people yeah. into it. I reckon if Battlefly pushed me again, I'd take it. Because what's the good? We could probably put some bigger prize pools and then advertise it. Mm. But it's one of those things, like, I really didn't want to run um, on Battlefly because I was more caring about the player base. But at the end of the day, what's the good? If we can, like, get some, like, tournaments out, yeah, I would take Battlefly anytime now. I feel like they're much better, and I feel like it's possible now. I've seen Polaris run on Battlefy because that's what they used. So yeah, why not? No, eh? no, no. The, th- the thing is, the thing is that's annoying. Is that mm. like I would rather run it on Battlefy. The admin process is easier. All the administration tasks are easier. Like my whole NA and Asia Pacific apparatuses are built on Battlefy. Yeah, but if I put a tournament on Battlefy, I got ten teams. And I have to go manually reach out to hundreds and hundreds of teams and fill this thing. Versus challenger mm. mode, I can just throw it on there and then 32 teams show up for a random Saturday evening. You know what you could do? I don't think there's a world against this, but you could what's the call? You know how like, people used to like the free movies and stuff on challenger mode? Like there's always used to be the, the odd advert on challenger mode. You could yeah, still yeah. promote the tournament and say, ah, oh, um, new Battlefy tournament is out and just have like on the thumbnail. 
I, I don't think they'd care. Yeah. I I think they cracked down on the I think they I think they've especially when they cracked down on the prize pools and showing that in the mm. banners. I think they cracked down on us hosting events on other platforms. Oh, Battle Pack actually okay. cracked down on that as well. They did. They uh, got really mad when one of our partners was running an event, um, and they advertised it on Battlefy and didn't host it on Battlefy. They're like, "Hey, nah," and I don't know. I think Challenger oh, wow. will do the same thing. Mm, I think okay. that uh, what what's gonna take to bring the EU scene to Battlefy is to just start hosting good mm. quality events there for multiple TOs. It can't just be yeah. brunch. It can't just be blue skirmish. We gotta mm. see more TOs willing to step out and host events there. And if Battlefy is willing to support it, I could easily see more of the Crunch International Competitive Partnership move in there. Yep. And bringing, bringing it to your, uh, Battlefy because Challenger Mode as a platform sucks. Uh, it's pretty True. bad. It, and I don't know. The bar is in hell. Like, all, you, all you have to do is let mm. us host our events. You love saying that. You can't even seem to do that right. You love saying the bar is in hell. Because it's, so, <laughs> it's so accurate. Look, like the bar is right down there. It's so <laughs> easy. Like you think, you think, right? You think it'd be like, hey, let's put this mm. platform together, and then it, it yep. challenger mode charged me twenty five dollars a month to host my events there. Got out of my face, didn't suck as a platform. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't care. I would host my challenge, yep. my events on challenger mode. Be cool with me, but they want to mm. do all this weird stuff, you know? They yeah, do all this stupid stuff. Have you ever tried to scroll challenger mode and just look for European events? Oh, you you'll, you get offered like NA events and then Latin America yeah, ones yeah, as well. Yeah, it's got yeah, a weird yeah, filtration yeah. system. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing there, and so it's like, yeah, I don't know. I agree with you there. I think that we could definitely, I think that Battlefield would be an amazing future for Europe. But yeah, we'll have to see how it pans out there. You know, who knows? Who really knows? Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a plan for Sea Storm, but I don't know what's going on with that plan. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, it's just like, I feel like Battlefy, once more people go over there, it's fine. Because, I mean, if Polaris can do it, then I'm sure we can get some people involved. If you advertise... I don't think Battlefy cares about prize pool advertising, right? I think they wouldn't mind they it. They don't care at all, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that then. I think um the next tournament I'll go to is probably Battlefy then. Because, what's it called? It can't be that hard to push people to Battlefy. Right? I think... I feel like get established as a TO on Challenger, but then switch to Battlefy. I feel that's the, the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only annoying thing is I don't think people care too much. Because I don't think, because like, we get people join our Discord. And then people don't actually join our, like, check our Twitter or something. Or they won't check um, the other links because they're like, oh, well, we're here for the Challenger mode tournaments because we like Challenger mode. I think that um, the way that's going to be to switch a lot of them over is if a lot of TOs move over at once. And just the idea okay. of. It's just like, hey, oh, where are the tournaments? Oh, they're on Battlefy now? Okay, cool, mm. whatever. No one has a deep connection with Challenger Mode. None of these teams are like, I love Challenger Mode. It's my favorite. They're like, <laughs> I, I used to I be. Want... I used to be, okay? I used to be like the biggest fan ever, right? Yeah, until they came over, right? I was like, oh, well, fuck them then, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I used to really like, like, I was like, oh, Challenger Mode is such a great platform. I was like trying to get other tournament organizers to use it. I was collaborating with them. Like, we had a few collabs and stuff. And still, yeah, I was at them all the time on Twitter. They, they always ignored yeah. me. And then they finally yeah. came around. I was like, oh, okay. We hate you. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we didn't notice you until now. But anyway, I'll kiss my ass. 
respectfully yeah. though and anyway bye-bye mm. thanks for hosting tournaments on our site for the last like six months thank you they didn't like, even say thank you thanks you get not even not even that just be like hey anyway yeah. thanks for thanks for doing what you do but like mm. not even thank you bro get out of here scram like what <laughs> literally but yeah it's, it's it's a very strange place um and the admin support is terrible like you could i think they've got better with the whole um system but if you need an admin to help you from challenger mode, you could be waiting for the whole tournament. Um, have you ever heard of um? I'm not sure if it's Mel FPS. Have you ever heard of the Val- the VCT observer Mel? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She joined our tournament, right? I was like, oh, that's huge for us, you know. Um, and I thought, oh, that's great. What's it called? We can uh, we can get someone big in uh, in the scene playing our tournaments, right? And they were, but we had an issue with the challenger mode bracket. Because basically, the team, you have a team thing where you can't switch between the sub and the captain and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. happened. And we needed a, cha- a challenger with admin to help us. And yeah, yeah they just ignored us. And what's wow. the code? Yeah, pretty much. And then they never came back to a Blue Skirmish tournament as well. They never came back to a challenger mode tournament. I mean, that sucks, man. That yeah. sucks. Because like, what are you supposed to do? It's, like, it's out of your control. Literally out of your control there. And there's nothing you can do. And the team yeah. are going to be like, hey, that the players are going to be like, hey, anyway, oh, remember that tournament that we played in that sucked? Oh, apparently it was challenger mode. They're not going to, they're not, they're not doing the research. They're just thinking, mm. oh, well, bad tournament, they go next. They don't think yeah. like that. And so. I've got know. an idea. Let's create yeah. bad tournaments on challenger modes. Like, oh, use a different cool. random company names. We call it challenger mode one, challenge mode two. And people, oh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of times people think like you're actually challenger mode admins. Like, like people will yeah. speak to you in Discord and they'll be like, oh. They'll be like, oh, hello, challenger mode. What's the code? I need you to look after my challenger mode account. Can you check my bank details? Like, I have a challenger mode admin, mate. <laughs> it really it annoys me. I always I used to get them in the 2v2 scene because a lot of them like, weren't used to competitive like gaming. So mm-hmm. uh, with the 5v5, oh, it's fine. They just go in and play. But 2v2, you get asked so many more questions. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now get in there and start sabotaging and start hosting mm. just terrible challenge. Hey, anyway, welcome to the event. Uh, we're challenger mode. Bracket 30 minutes late. Like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll be like, wow, these challenge mode tournaments suck. And then I'll like get like another account as a player and be like, yeah, this tournament mm. sucks. I'm heading over to Battlefy. You guys should join me. <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, maybe he is right. And they they see on Battlefy just like all the all, all like we have like blue skirmish events, crunch mm. events, raiders events, all these different like freaking European events going on there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's kind of kind of sucky, you know. Um, I don't know. see. You talk, you talk about Project Sea Storm starting their own platform. That'd be dope. But I imagine yep. that Battlefy is gonna have to do for now. You know. I feel like Battlefy will have to do for now. It's just what's called getting. It's either Team Oasis gets big enough, like, what's it called, where we can maybe, what's it called, stand, have the hype to create an, a tournament platform, or it's one of the two, either Blue Skirmish or Team Oasis has the hype. It's more about being able to ride a wave into a new tournament platform, because not only do we need the money, we also want the the player base as well to join us. So we need, yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. So we need an org surrounding us to back it, you know what I'm saying? We want, like, yeah, someone yeah. big, like, it's either got to be what's called either one of our own orgs, right? That is that eventually grows into a bigger thing, um, via Oasis Network, or what's it called? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who knows? So some maybe what a sponsor one. Like, what what the CISP just gets exactly? CS, yeah, the CSP would yeah, be yeah. great for Sea Storm because if we all just switch to Sea Storm, 
we would basically, yeah, we could get all the EU scene included. We just get an EU server for now, and then that would fix the issue. We just need enough teams of players to actually join it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, that makes sense, man. Hmm. But I guess, um, I guess the biggest topic, the topic probably <laughs> we both had in our mind, is what about tier three? I guess what is That's the a good point. what's the future of tier three? Because we kind of been dancing around it. We talked about hmm. production. We talked about some people in tier three who aren't the best actors <laughs> uh, and we talked a bit about you know some of the platforms in tier three mm. we never really talked about tier three as a whole and obviously i have my own strong takes there but i kind of wanted to hear yeah. a little bit about what you thought especially about european tier three what that is um take it to the next level yeah yeah of course um that is a good um good question so let's save in tier three i would say well, we've mentioned move over to Battlefy. That is one. Um, another thing is tier three. Would it be more like right? Do you mean more right games or just like as tournament organizers? What can they do? As a whole, as a as a whole. Like if we were just to say, you know what? Mm. Let's just think what can be done to save tier three. Not specifically who, because there's a lot of people who could potentially save tier three. Like you know, it's funny. Adobe could save tier three. Like they think the Adobe company, people make Photoshop. <laughs> they could say like they if they just threw ten million dollars into the tier three, mm, they could save it. True. I mean, there's true. there's there's, there's it would last for years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's infinite ways to save tier three. Mm. So I'm kind of curious to think what's what what do you think the ideal way to save tier three would be? I mean, obviously playing a little bit to more realism rather than just like you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I would say, um, what's it called? I feel like esports teams do hurt tier three as well. I feel like there's a lot of upsets in the esports team scene. Like t- mm. esports teams will keep them like for a month and then get rid of them. Like you'll see the dream team be created, right? And then they'll be gone yeah, in a yeah, month. Yeah. Like it really yeah, annoys literally. me. I, mm-hmm. it's like some of the wastes I strive not to have. Like I, I'd rather keep them for like months because you know when you do that, what's it called? You'll either reset a roster to like, or what's it called? You'll have zero players, right? And you've just screwed a bunch of players over now. And then what's called oh, yeah, most yeah. people won't yeah, want to join an org after. And then no one's gonna to want to invest in the tier three scene as well. In the tournaments. So no one will pay the entry fees and no one will want to actually pay the bigger tournaments out there. Facts. Literally facts. I don't know. You're you're right. Like the we're almost our biggest enemy, like teams wise. Cause like they'll be like, Wow, anyway, this roster failed a tournament. Throw them away, disband, mm. go next. And in actuality, you know, if we had a little more stability with teams and rosters True. and changes like that, then people will be able to counter it a bit more. Because I've yeah. seen entire rosters cycle out three times in the span of a month. And you'll be like, oh, Challengers is about to start, and now you don't have an org. Like, you'll see teams go from, like, you know, uh, they'll be did, they'll be like, oh, hey, they'll, mm. they'll swap out three players, they'll add two players. Take this other player here, and all these discarded players. Like, well, yep. I don't even care about this esport anymore. Like, no one, mm. they clearly don't care about me. Why would I care about this? You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree as well. It's, and I think um, Riot's doing a good job of countering it because they've made it so what's it called to get into some like, I think VCL, um, tier two esports. You can't, mm-hmm. um, you can't enter as an esports team. You have to enter as the five players. So an esports yeah. team can back you, and like you can represent the esports organ the thing, but you can't just kick the whole roster, because then you lose your place as the org. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like what they've done with that. That's quite a good idea. I think that needs to be implemented into maybe 
tier three. I mean, tier three is hard because there's not as many esports orgs around. Yeah. Because most people expect, oh, we need to get them to tier two. But it's nice that there are a few esports orgs around there. Honestly, the thing about tier three, I think that's actually, you mentioned that with VCL. I like that. Something we've done with Lux, uh, our, like our uh, major events in the CICP, is those events will usually have a couple thousand dollars on the line. They'll be mm. on Liquipedia, they'll be covered. And what we've yep. done is that when these events happen and a team qualifies, the five players qualify, not the org. So if the org loses the team, the team, that team is still qualified. Uh, we've yep. obviously had some couple, couple complications when the team breaks apart. Mm. We usually stick with like the three man core. Like we'll work with that usually. But um, we've usually put more of a focus on the players. And I think that once more of the C starts to look at that, especially when we talk about bigger events, you know, we can see some more stability yep. come around. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. Of, stability is a difficult one because, mm. especially at this lower level, a lot of unprofessional players, a lot of unprofessional TOs, yep. a lot of orgs that don't know what they're doing. When you think Fortnite orgs are bad, there's definitely some Valorant orgs run by kids as well. <laughs> oh, for real. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I feel like we're on now the three questions for me now. For like the one that section. Almost at the end. I mean, I think that there's a little bit of left about tier three that I gotta talk about. Oh, okay, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, can't you want to say out, man. All right. I I think that tier three has to do three things. Number one, it has to condense. You know, if we had a if you had a pyramid of all the different teams and players and mm -hmm. organizations and just overall yep. infrastructure, we'd see tier one at the top, like like you know, a little bit. Tier mm. two would be a little bit bigger, right? Yep. Tier three wouldn't need to put on the screen. Tier three's gone. True. Tier three's mm. massive. Like yep. you this pyramid is lopsided. There's so many people who want to get in there, and the skill level gap is massive. A tier three team could be three radi like uh, three radiance and two immortals. Or it could be two ascendants and a bunch of diamonds, and they'd all be considered tier three. Um, the it, it's too big, and in my opinion, it needs to get smaller. It needs to be condensed. Yeah. We need to squish tier three down. Mm. And we need to make tier four. Tier four needs to become standardized. Ooh. We need to push those. Problem with that, those yeah. Problem with that is um, they. I feel like tier four could have become a thing, but I think Riot's gonna Riot is killing that idea because they banned academies. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't have academies in their official events and stuff. Like they don't like all. They don't like. They don't want to have anything to do with esports who have academies. Really? Yep. Wow. Wow. I think it's stupid. Yeah, I I don't understand it. Idea. Hmm. I mean, because tier four is the answer, in my opinion. Yep. If we make tier three more exclusive, you know, some of the weekly goons who are hosting their events, less some of them disappear. And we have less tier three events, but bigger tier three mm. events. And then we have some smaller events for players in tier four. Like imagine if we can like like imagine we have like a platform like Rib or VLR officially, you know, say, okay, cool. These top three hundred players are in tier yep. three now. Titans of tier four. And then everyone else Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a tier there's a tier four league now. Yeah. There's a tier three league tier, and mm. that means that not only would Tier four players be able to play against people of their skill level, but it also means that tier three isn't this just massive abomination of weekly events and the rosters disbanding and reappearing and all this stuff there. And being in tier three would be a little bit more exclusive, it would matter a little bit more. 
And I imagine that a tier three scene like that would be like, you know, good for the next section. I think the second way to fix that is to start having players be expected more, like be expecting more players. Um, be mm. saying, hey, participation isn't enough. I don't want you to just show up to my event. I want you to complete all the steps that to sign up, maybe follow my org on social media, doing True. this sponsor mm. thing here, doing all these different things yeah. that I need from you to participate. Um, and then when you participate, don't just show up and play. Post it on social media. Post some of the clips that happened there. Or I love it when they do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If every, if even half of the teams did that, these tier three leagues would have so much more attention on them, and we'd be able to see more sponsorships coming down to tier three. Participation enough is like the second step. That needs to happen. Mm. That is step two. Step one needs to get smaller. Step two, participation needs to matter more. You need to have more True. into participation. Because then, now, we could say, hey, hypothetically, if um, when we free to enter tournaments have that higher bar, now paid entry events become a little more appealing. Hey, no signups, no songs or signups, no following, no none of that. Just show up, pay this amount of money, and play. Is a lot more appealing yep. now. And I don't know. I think that's that's gonna make people care a little bit more, or be kind of forced mm. to care a little bit more, because they're like, hey, if the if the events I want to participate in are gonna keep happening, I need to be willing to invest in them a little bit. And then the third step, the kind of kind of you know important step there is we need to kind of get a little more coverage. A little bit more of what happens in tier three needs to become a bit more public. It's such a bubble right now because I there has been the massive upsets. There's been teams doing amazing things, roster changes, all these different information to the void, like to nothing. Tier two has a coverage problem too. Like oh, let I me think... tell you something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the biggest thing I hate about tier two is once you get to tier two, your roster gets stolen by a massive multi-billion-dollar company. And that's what yeah, I hate, yeah, right? Yeah. You could build up like the dream team, right? And like be an org that actually cares about their players and what's called they will just go to a multi-million dollar org that just buys them out. Boom. That's the problem. It's so the world is of esports is so predatory. Like tier two will just swallow up um an like a massive multi-million org will just swallow up a tier two like roster that's just mm -hmm. been built. And then take them, yeah, what's it called, and they just remove them and then boom. But the thing that annoys me mainly. It's the fact what's it called? But it's just like how easy it is just to take the roster, you know? You know what I mean? I think that when we get better at contracts, when tier three mm. gets smaller and tier two yep. gets a little bit more important and contracts mm. become a lot more standardized, we see a lot less of that team stealing, teams dropping, roster swapping. Yep. People will lock in their roster, mm. keep it, and then, okay, cool. Now, okay, let's switch things out now. Okay, cool. It's yep. been six months. Cool. Let's switch things out. Or you know what, this specific thing in the contract has been breached with they terminate the team, whatever. It'd be a lot yep. more solid, a lot more concrete, and orgs will be able to invest into Tier 3 and Tier 2, because yep. it'll, be, it'll be secured. The problem with that is a lot of people in Tier 3 do not like contracts. The experience I've had so far with recruiting people is it's mm -hmm. a lot, some people do really want the opportunity, especially from the Tier 2 team when they've already had LAN experience, but some people who haven't, a lot of them hate, um, hate contracts in the tier 3 scene. Um, I think that's how big it was until I entered the development scene, but yeah, people despise contracts because of how many upsets and how many times they've got burnt by esports orgs. That's what's happening, yeah. and it's really ruining the reputation of uh, newcomers into the scene. Mm. And it's like, yeah, everyone 
most of the senior hates like having the contract from an orc. But yeah, you know we do, kinda, but kinda yeah. Cool? It'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of dope if we had more player unions mm. or team unions, call them. Imagine the idea of you burning a bridge with the player, like screwing them over, and then mm. no player joins your org. Nobody. You get banned from tournaments. You get banned from all this stuff there. And because you were predatory and did terrible things to your players, the scene punishes you. Imagine yeah. a governing body of sorts of the, the tier three, tier two that was able to say, hey, you know what? Mm. You've been giving predatory contracts to, to players. Don't do that. Imagine. It wouldn't even yeah. take that much time. It would only take, like, if the CICP Knights and one esports join forces, that is 99% of the tournaments in NA on that are in one spot. If some of the bigger orgs in Tier 3 did the same thing, like, that's mm. all it is. It's just a governing yep. body would be so easy to build, and it'd stop a lot of contract burning and, you know, Oop. predatory tactics you're talking about. Mm. Yeah, what's cool? We, um, I was working on something um, a long time ago, a year ago, actually, during Blue Skirmish, but even before Team of Esports, or after it, during the time, it was called Crimson Rights, and I was going to build... I never got around to finishing it, but it was something I was quite passionate about until I was like, hmm, I don't know how to go about doing this, but I've wanted to do this, and you've just, like, ignited that. I'm like, yeah, it does sound like a really good idea, but it's just getting your foot through the door to do that, it's so hard to manage. But, yeah, the brand was originally called um, Crimson Rights, and basically your rights are blood right, but, yeah, it was, like, the whole red diamond. Yeah, I think you've seen the Twitter... But yeah, that was what it was meant to be. Um, I've got the domain, everything, but yeah. Like, like imagine, imagine you if you're TO, if you're a TO and you don't pay out your prize pool, mm. esports governing body just says, okay, cool. Everybody, they don't pay out prize pools, do not show up to their events. That's it. Never. They, that's the, if you can get away with that's that. That's what we need. No yeah. One yeah, yeah, no one shows up to your events anymore. Mm. That's it. That's GG. This, imagine a team they they show up to an event and they skip paying they just skip yeah. paying for the event okay cool anyway every mm. to just doesn't let them into any other events until they pay that out like imagine yeah. it would it would cost 0.99 it would cost nothing True. it would literally it's literally a bunch of orgs a bunch of the people at the top of the scene saying hey let's just agree let's just do it let's just do this together this isn't gonna this is gonna literally make all of our mm. jobs easier Let's do this. And that's the thing, I mean, that's something the CICP is kind of working on. I mean, we're kind of, we're, we're, we're so close to having, like, the entirety of the NA Tier 3 scene, like, collaborating and working together. Mm. That I think that at some point, we'll be able to officially say, hey, you know what, the CICP is looking out for teams. Every CICP member that will pay good. up their prize pool. Like, every mm. single CISP member is going to have these things for these tournaments. Every single yep. CISP member. If you, if you skip one CISP member's, uh, like, entry fees or you do something mm. stupid in one of these tournaments, like, you cheat or do something like that, you're banned from all of them. Like, we're close to getting that set up, but we need a bit more collaboration on the players' end as well. Because yep. these esports e-orgs are accountable to nobody. Like, you said it, right? You can, you can I could get a scummy contract written together hand it to you right and then you sign that and then how i got i got i got your money bye-bye like what you no one's yeah. holding me accountable right and so, exactly i know yeah i mean it goes for players as well because i want there to be like protection for like both the orc and the player because i feel like some orcs can get burnt like by players and no one will care because oh it's just a corporation you know like we don't care yeah, yeah. um mm -hmm. 
But yeah, it's one of those things. Like, there's some massive scummy orgs out there, like 2AM Esports. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. Um, I've heard I mean, things about them, yeah. I used to be on that org, man. It's not a good org. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Um, but yeah. With the power of like um, a union, we could make sure the esports org is more of a safer landscape, and that would never happen. Because these orgs, like, we want something that could like pest them off the platforms, you know. Like we want yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to say bully, also in a sense, right? But I just want something that goes like, "Oh, well, we're, you're banned from everything," you know. That sounds bad to say, right? But at the same time, if you're mm-hmm. gonna go around doing that, right, and then keep reviving yourself, why should you be around? And then say, "Oh, what's also, the, yeah, the haters yeah. are coming." Yeah. Oh no, no. I even it's not even the orgs as much. We want to watch the the people. Because the, mm. the the orgs the orgs are suits if you think about it. The orgs are just a yep. person wearing a mask. I said because nine times out of ten, it's just one person running this thing, and like maybe two friends or a couple yep. like graphic designers or someone on board. We need to keep checking mm. these people because the people are usually people screwing it over. If we had good point, if we had okay, cool. We have a tab on what's his face. Um, I know Joe and every single org Joe has started, he has scammed the players every time. Mm. Do not sign with Joe at all. Then that means that orgs will be like, okay, cool. We're not gonna let Joe onto our team because we don't wanna get mm. we don't want people to look at us that way. What's um players will be like, Oh, I got a contract from oh, I know you. That you you scam those players if we're not working with you. And then on like the an encyclopedia. Encyclopedia for dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. We, yeah, 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 yeah. And it would be so easy too. Oh mm. no. People people always, there's a horror yep. story every other day. And True. it'll only take it's us crazy. to start writing these down mm. and corroborating other people's stories and say, hey, yeah, Joey, Joe did this to me. And then someone's saying, hey, you know what? You know what? That's actually wrong. Joe didn't do this to me. And mm. he didn't do that to the, or, or, or saying, hey, you know what? You're right. I actually, that happened to me too. And that's my friend. And, Oh here, here's her here's this documentation, here's these screenshots, here's his recordings or hmm. and this system could obviously have its yep. flaws. It can definitely be abused. True. But it's better than nothing. It's exactly. Than yeah. Nothing. And like what's it called? These big esports news um elks, like with 2AM, right? There was a lot of documents I had on them and stuff and everything, and a lot of evidence. But I took it to like big people like Jake Lucky and stuff, and they just ignored me. I took it. I showed it to a girlfriend. I was like, oh, I showed it to your boyfriend as well. Like Jake Lucky, uh, and they both ignored me as well. I showed it to Keemstar. I showed it to that person. I showed it to that person. I thought, oh, maybe, maybe someone's gonna take it interest, you know? But no, no one yeah, wants to yeah, look yeah. into him. Yeah, you know, well, because why? Why would they care? Oh, they're are they big? Um, they're they're sort of nah. I don't care then, bro. Mm. I don't care I, if it's not gonna get me more clout. Then I'm not gonna do it. Mm. And that's what these that's what these news people are thinking, right? Yeah, because. A lot of them, let's be real, they they pay the bills by drama. They pay the bills by people looking at them, and I don't blame them for that. That's mm. how this business works. But at the same time, when it comes to holding people accountable, we need their help. We need True. their attention yeah. to have, you know? And it costs Jake Saki <laughs> Nothing. Like, yeah. nothing. It cost them nothing to say, hey, you know what, bro? I'm going to spend this next 15 minutes looking into mm. the, the documents you provided. Oh, they look legit. Yep. Cool. I'm going to make this public. I, and that's it. And that, but as mm. you said, it's it's hard right now. And I think it's gonna. Yeah. I think that once um once we get a little bit more bigger events on the board, once you know, yep. Once hopefully the CHP keeps growing and we have a chance to you know connect with these people, be like, hey, how do we hold some people accountable? How do we start that? 
Um, but I don't know. There's a lot of grounds to be covered there. And tier three mm. is massive and a huge problem. And there's a huge, massive amount of problems that I didn't even touch yeah. on. Those are just some of the issues I think could be solved. But I don't know. There's a lot of good minds putting their thoughts into this. Well, I, I have a solution. I have a solution. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it after the call. But I've got, I've got another business idea. So, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, let's, I, not, let's not leak it yet. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's the end of that um, for saving tier three. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, unless you've got any more. I guess, yeah, I've three, three questions for you now. <laughs> oh yeah, the three questions for me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Go for it. Well, well, question number one, why Oasis? What made you think that this is the project that you wanted to get started on? Well, um, back to what I was saying about, you know, eSport Org is burning people. Um, well, I've, well I've, I have slipped up in the past a few times. I have made mistakes, what's it called? It's important to, what's it called, focus on, you know, building up players and creators and, you know, making sure, what's it called? I don't know. I just really enjoy the, um, I guess I enjoy helping creators grow. I like seeing them in tournaments. I think the best part of Oasis is pay, paying the players and then getting to watch them in the events, you know, and you're saying, oh, they're all repping my team and they're in that event. And it's just nice yeah, to go, yeah, yeah. you're not even watching them for Oasis, you're just watching them because, you know, they're kind of part of the family, you know. And it actually feels like an actual yeah. connected, like, team, you know. And that's what I enjoy yeah. about it. It's like one of those things. It's like, like, it's like interconnected as well. And like everyone's like looking out for each other and you're there to support them. It's just nice to see a network of people building something. So that's what it's always been about. Yeah, yeah. That makes so much sense, man. Mm. No, honestly, that's... That's huge. That's like I respect that, man. Like there's a lot of it's the thing about the podcast you can't replace. Yeah, yeah. I said something about the podcast. The reason why the podcast exists because yeah. I'll mention that about Oasis anyway, because I don't know I mentioned Oasis Esports, but the podcast makes sense as well. Because the whole point of the podcast is that so we get to tell um people, medium sized people, um, their stories. You always hear the large stories on the bigger podcasts, right? But you don't get to see um What's it called? You don't get to hear the um, the like the stories of like the come up of other people. They have to get to the T one scene, like in anything, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, with yeah, this yeah. podcast, it's the podcast of the tier three scene, literally. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for anything, any in like, any scene, it's the podcast of tier three. Like anything, like yeah. in esports, like like any type of game, like yeah, that's what that's what I think, and that's why I do it to tell people's story. That makes sense, man. Nah. That is um, it's a need not filled. You said it. You had to make it to the top from to tell your mm. story. Like no one was paying. No one was like, "Hey, hey, you, you're almost on your way to the Grammys. Uh, tell us what you're doing." Nah, no one yeah. said that. Or no one's like, exactly. or like in like, in, or like mm. in like um, like soccer or football. Hey, college player, you, you look like you're on the way to the top. Tell us your story. That doesn't happen. No, so like oh. Well, whenever you get to the NFL, mm. you'll have an interview with us. That's what happens, you know? Exactly, um, man. So, and so, yeah, I guess kind of leads into my second question there. Because, I mean, you have a lot of ideas in terms of how to improve things and what the mm-hmm. scene can be done to improve, or, like to change and change and fix some of the issues that are going on. Um, yep. What do you th- If you were given control of Riot's, like, tier one, tier two, tier three, 
all of that. Like you have okay. the entire budget under your disposal, mm. and you can mold the scene. Ooh, okay, control. this is a good question. What would you do? What would I do? Hmm. I think tier. I think I would remove franchising. I hate franchising. I've always been against it. I feel like stopping esports talks from actually getting to there and making so you have to pay is that is why what's called so many esports talks aren't in league and why it's dying. They're going that route as well, and I don't want them to. It's like you said as well. Yeah. It's like Valorant in five years. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's how you fix tier one. Tier two, I don't really have much to say about tier two other than what's it called the multi-million dollar orgs. I would say... Hmm, I would put more, um, like, you know... Actually, for tier three and tier two, I would say you have to be part of an orc. I think... I think that would um, mm-hmm. encourage more players to join orcs rather than do free agent teams, and then they'd be willing to put more money in the prize pools. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, then you could just put the regulations. I would let um, I would let more regulation like uh, I'm like see I don't I don't care about crypto that much, um, and esports betting, but I know how well it does for CS:GO. I know why it supports the scene as it is. Like the amount of yeah. like sponsorships regarding that and Valorant bans it. Just hurts the scene. Yeah. But yeah, and it just makes people not want to be a part of it because it's like, oh, well, what's cool? If we can't have this sponsor, what's cool? Then we can't run the events as much. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, I would also, I think there should be a Valorant platform for tournaments, not a challenge mode, not a battle fight, yeah. a Valorant platform. Like mm. a Riot Games tournament platform, so like people can put tournaments on there, and yeah. but it's got superb anti cheat because you know of course there's development police out there now and stuff. People have got to go up to them and say, "Oh, can you verify this? Can you verify that?" Mm-hmm. We could have what's it called, an actual tournament platform owned by Riot Games, and it it'd be legit, you know. And yeah. I think Riot Games most of the stuff they do is quite well done. And it would solve a lot of monopoly issues because Riot Games aren't going to care what's good if someone else is making a tournament with a prize pool. They're not going to kick them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my answer. Yeah. If anyone's going to have a, like, a monopoly over tournament like platforms, would it not be the game developer? I exactly. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that means that, like, hey, worst case scenario, if, like, you know, that, like, Riot doesn't really have an incentive to make mm. money with it. There's no incentive for them to, like, yeah, squeeze as much profit as possible, like uh, challenger mode does. Mm. Their goal is just to facilitate more people playing their game. Exactly, so they have the incentive to make it as good as possible. Versus challenger mm. mode, where they're trying to squeeze you dry, add all the percentages yeah. and uh, yep. fees, and like, oh, you have to have the prize pools here and uh, paid entry only tournaments. We're gonna put those on the front page, and mm. like, it'd be so easy. Uh, we I'm calling it Valorant buys Battlefy and makes the best platform of all time. That'd be that'd be beautiful. I'd love that. I'd be so happy. <laughs> it's the future. Hey, it's the future. That's a good answer though, man. Franchising sucks ass. I don't think anyone I've talked to has ever said franchising was a good move. Um, League of Legends in five years, baby. League League of Legends. That's Valorant here in five it. years. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. But hey. Um, I guess my last question for you, um, it's a little bit off topic, but I'm curious if you had, um, what was it right back when you were about to get started in esports, 
if you were like you know let's just say all of a sudden god came down and said yeah no you can't do esports super face nah you can't do that bro what other industry would you go into let's just say let's just say like you had oh okay any any other any other place to go to Mm. you couldn't touch esports god like denied it he put a Mm. wall around the city access denied (laughs) okay (laughs) um hmm So, can it still be gaming, or is it gaming like yeah. fully, fully locked? It cannot be esports. It can be gaming. It can be like, like okay. you, start, you can start a gaming podcast, but you you can't host tournaments. You can't own teams. Uh, you can't. Yeah. I think I would. I think I would stay as a content creator. I reckon because that was originally what I started as. Um, mm-hmm. because in order to start another business, I would need a little bit of money. So I'd need to make a bit of money anywhere as a content creator to invest into another business, which is how like yeah. I think that's how the Team Wizards Me- Team Wizards Network works anyway. But yeah, yeah, it's one of those um things. I mean, if I really wanted to, my dream would be sp- like a space company or something. That'd be cool. But yeah, yeah, that's um that's, that's quite hard dope. to get into. Yeah, but um yeah, yeah millions of dollars. To, like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But if it wasn't, you know, I would. Um, but yeah, I think the um, I think I would have stayed as a content creator if I couldn't get join a team because I was a content creator and I was getting better as well each stream. I was joining teams left and right and center, and I was improving as a content creator all the time. Like, like my overlays, right? What's it called? Was some of like I was pioneering my overlays. Like my overlays, you could like follow right, and something would happen on my overlays. It would be full on animated for each different thing, like different weather effects. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it was um, it was something that you didn't see all the time, and like you normally would have to pay like two thousand dollars to get someone to make it. I was making it with After Effects. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense, though, I, man. I, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dope to hear. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know. For me personally, um, I definitely go more into digital marketing because okay. that's where my background was. That's how I got into yep. esports in the first place. Mm. It's kind of funny. We would have met in this alternate timeline where <laughs> you couldn't touch esports and I couldn't touch esports. I'd eventually be like on Twitch and like, you know, working with some creators like, oh, mm. super phase. Oh, his old plays <laughs> are dope. What the heck? Let me guess. Let me get work with this dude. I like to think that. That's kind of funny though. You know? Yep. It's, um, what's it called? What do you call it? It's like, oh, what's it called? Have you ever seen What If? You ever seen yeah, Mark's yeah, one? Yeah. What do they call it in the um episode four? That's called it's like a close point or something. No, not close point. It's like a point. What's called that just keeps repeating or something. Like, oh yeah, No matter yeah, what like, you do, it doesn't event. change. Like, yeah, it was a canon yeah, like, event. Crunch yeah, game yeah, yeah, in a blue yeah, yeah. scope was a canon <laughs> event. <laughs> yeah, you must meet Superface. All like <laughs> in different timelines of Josh. Bro <laughs> tries to change it. Spider Man twenty ninety nine like jumps through the portal. Um. <laughs> 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 No, yeah, he adds a contact to my phone. I'm like, who's call them? That's funny, but, though, man. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so, what's it called? I feel like that is something I wish I would have just kept doing for a bit longer because um, I feel like I jumped into Team Wizards a little bit early, which I kind of miss mm-hmm. Contact as well because I tried to get into it occasionally. The thing is with teams and stuff, you should never have enough time to do that. Because you've got work and stuff, and then you've got teams as well. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I, yeah, you never have enough time to do both at the same time. But 
Yeah. I hope to get into content creation, so I'll definitely be asking you for mm. tips. <laughs> if I get enough time, though, mm. I got school, I got work, I got crunch. So yeah, that's like I feel you, man. Hey, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Mm. Hey, if I end up never playing League of Legends again, but I became a content creator, that's a good trade, you know. That's yeah, a good. Was... That's a good trade. I mean, that's what my free time is now. It's just playing volleyball, mm. playing Valorant, playing League. The finals sometimes. Which you're gonna check out after this podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> hey, bro, it's I'm telling you, mm. the finals are so fun, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's something new. Mm. It's, it's unique. Okay. I see. You don't see too much of that right now, you know. It's you said it was like modern COD, right? Mixed with Overwatch. It's like modern COD, Overwatch, and everything blows up. So, oh I mean, wow! Can you have, like you can destroy the entire mm. building, like the entire objective. You can just blow it up. Why not? Have them for the memes. I'm just just play one round and you'll understand what I mean, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, there's a new, there's another game as well that's in like early access right now. I don't know what it's called. Um, I think it's by it's a game similar to you. It's a game company similar to Ubisoft. I think they're gonna be on the Ubisoft store. But it's like CS:GO, mm -hmm. but it's four v four. Um, was it X Defiant by any chance? No, that's X Defiant. That's a different game. Maybe, maybe. Hold on, let me check my emails. Cause I think I've got my emails somewhere. Um, I had it somewhere. Let's have a look. Hmm. Yeah, because X Defiant was the other game that I've heard that's been coming up pretty recently as well. Um, it's, it's... project. Project U, maybe. Oh. Maybe, maybe it's Project U. I'm not sure if I'm talking about the same thing. It might be either, it's either Project U, or I'm thinking of um, X Defiant. It might be X Defiant, actually. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. X Defiant is pretty cool as well. I, mm. I didn't get a chance to touch the beta. A couple of my friends did, and they're like, Josh, we're so back. And I'm like, what do you mean? Dog, this is it's it's beta, bro. Calm, calm down. Yeah. And then, but they were they were hyping it up because they hate COD right now, and so like <laughs> this is this feels like COD but cool mm. again. It's the old days. And I'm like, okay, I didn't have the old days. My parents didn't let me touch COD. They're like, it's too violent. You're shooting too many people. You can't do that. <laughs> Thank I'm kind of thankful I did because I can yeah. only imagine what a 16 year old me would do in esports. Oh geez, I would probably probably I probably mess up some people's futures. I probably accidentally <laughs> I I I started like a, I started like a Fortnite org, but like um five years ago, <laughs> like a COD org. Oh no! Imagine. Yeah, so it'd be like Crunch. It'd be Crunch Clan. Oh no, nah, Crunch Clan. <laughs> <laughs> Bro ruins the timeline. No, oh, nah, that's like that's like definitely like. Like a universe six Josh, where mm. I still I, I got caught on the Wii. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> oh no. But hey, man. And overall, I'm pretty um pretty excited about the the future. Obviously, we talked about Live a lot of different problems with esports, a lot of different things yep. going on. A lot about the past and how I got started, how mm. you got started there. I'm feeling optimistic. Can't lie, you know. Pretty okay. excited about things moving forward. Yeah, and you seem to have a lot of plans as well with the Latin America scene, so I look forward to that. Where can we find you, by the way? What's the best place to find you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On Twitter, uh, my org, Crunch Gaming Val, that's where mm. uh, I, I tweet too much. 
that's definitely that's definitely that's definitely up there. Mm. It's definitely the best place to find me. You can find my socials from there, my Discord yep. server, website, TikTok, all that stuff from the Twitter there. Mm-hmm. French Gaming Val. Um, I think we got the verified check mark because uh, Elon's new thing. So that's pretty dope. <laughs> show up at the top top of the search for that. Yeah. Sounds great. And um, I hope you all enjoyed the episode. That was our amazing guest, Josh of Crunch Clan. Um, <laughs> Crunch Clan. <laughs> and yeah, um, thanks for watching. We'll see you in next month's episode. Bye for now. Bye for now.